again, all these things, a lot of what we're talking about today sounds good, maybe through the microphones, but it takes a, a certain type of understanding to really just think, oh, how much of our suffering is just because we don't know how to deal with, like, we're just creating narratives, running with them, pointing fingers, and talking shit. You know, this is a weird See, that's the thing. I didn't even, I didn't even think to categorize it in my mind. Like I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even think to do that. Well, that's like right. I just opened it up and I just thought, story. Like, right. It's it's just like I'm just gonna read a story. I wasn't thinking like whether it's science fiction or not. Also, go ahead. Because it was like a light bulb, not a light bulb, but when she first told me about it, she told me like this is the premise, and I was like, oh, it's like science fiction. I'll read it. Oh uh, yeah, okay. That's I funny. knew, I knew it was gonna be right up my alley, and uh, then. See, because when I think of science fiction, I've usually, I think, been turned off by that term. But yeah. one of the most weirdly impactful books was, oh man, it wasn't, I think it's called, um, what, it's not Star Wars, not Star Trek. I think it was, what, star, it may have been like Star Galaxy. Wait, you talking about a- or, 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 or what, <laughs> what are you thinking? I think I know you're talking about. It, yeah, it was, it's one of these type. Not, is it a show too? I don't know if it's a show. Okay. It was something that someone gave to me back when I was making sandwiches at Panera. Okay. <laughs> and I, f- I forgot exactly what the book was called. Oh, I remember you talking about this book. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and the dude, dude in the book, this. It's, 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 it's funny things that happen, by the way, per one of our listeners. And I've just been inspired greatly. As you may know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and I'm prepared for all of it. Um, but per her and other things, welcome to the Any Last Words pod. <laughs> My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. Very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALW Pod on Instagram. <laughs> the guy to me still, <laughs> still honors the guy to each and every one of you. Um... This is Mikey. So the thing is, it was, it was damn, I forget. I, it was Star something or Galaxy something, but it had something to do with the, with right. the interstellar working. And you, I remember a quote you, you said the dude. The, the thing that's crazy about it is like when you listen or you like kind of harken back on these super pivotal moments, right? And you like you have no idea how it's gonna like cascade in the future. So I was reading this book that this guy gave me, Starcraft. Mm-hmm. That was the name of it, Starcraft. Mm-hmm. And he gave me one of these books, and I think it was like one of many books in that series. It was a rack of books. Yes. Yeah. And I just read one, and I was like, ah, like I don't really do science fiction star. Like I don't really do that type of shit. But I was stupid. That was stupid of me to think yeah. because it doesn't matter. It's about the story within it. Yeah. It's about the Just things the within story. it. And so I, I read it and I didn't, I don't remember being like blown away by the story or anything going on in it. It was one thing. It was one that the, that thing. The, that the character said in the book. It was, it, it was, it was what happened. So it was this guy in a ship 
and he was in like an intergalactic yeah. sort of like war and him and a bunch of people were yep. escaping yep. and in order to escape he had to press some button on the ship and the starcraft sent out some huge magnetic wave and they all that connected every single person like in the galaxy chasing them. their mind had was all boom and yes now that hive mind was created yeah and the whole war stopped. They were like, what the fuck? And it was like, because everyone understood fully everyone else's position. Right. And it was the first time I'd, I I legitimately remember, this was like 10 years ago, but I remember <laughs> looking at the book 11 years ago, looking at the book almost 12 years ago, actually, because yeah. I'm about to be 32, January, looking at the book and thinking for the first time, like, whoa. That's a crazy thought. Like, if you understood, now it's a primitive thought to me, but like, if you understood someone, mm -hmm. truly mm -hmm. understood them, you wouldn't have problems. No. Like, you would see it truly from their standpoint. Yeah. And like, you wouldn't have a problem with them. You wouldn't have a reason that's, to be at that's war. That's why I get caught up a lot just talking to almost anybody. Like, I can be walking down the street. Like some homeless crazy dude, you know, walk up <laughs> on me. He'll start talking, and my first thought is like, I want to know what he's thinking. Like, how is he thinking this? Mm. And I'll get caught up just thinking from his perspective. And yeah, I, can, I could really start talking to people like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, You're just sitting there, like, what are you? Because I know what it feels like on my end to right. do what it is you're talking about. And I know. So every, when you're looking right. at them and they just run up to you and start talking, hey man, listen, what, <laughs> what like what's going through your mind? Like, my first thought is, okay, clearly I'm not the first person he's done this. Like he's not, yeah, fucked up on. Of course. But I might be the first one to listen. Okay. Okay. I might be the only one today that stopped and listened to him. Okay. Not even talk to him. Just not. There's not, a high probability. You know what I mean? Like if you really, actually stop and look at them. Right. And I'm yeah. looking at it and I'm like listening to what he's saying. And I'm like, damn, like maybe he has something real in that little nugget. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, like, I just want to hear what that brain's thinking right now. Right. Right. Because what, what, what can you be going through to be on the street like this? Just talking to people. It's got to be a, a different mind than what everybody else walking around. <laughs> that's something. That's a different brain right there. Mm. So that's like interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, like it's it's different. You mean simply because? Well, the thing is, well, homelessness is created for a lot of different yeah, reasons. Most of them are just like mentally ill. That's it. Right, as JP and I talked about on the last one, dropped out from like the foster foster right. care system or aged out of it or some right. shit like that, and they don't have any roots. They don't know who to go to, so you just out there. Yeah, you have no skill set, no trades, no nothing, no connections. And you just out there. You ended up far. Maybe maybe the the mental illness led you down the road of trying some drugs. Now you're four four hours away from your hometown. Don't even know what city you're in. Just walking around. That's that's a story. <laughs> yeah. Like the one dude, remember months ago I hit y'all up so the one dude walked up on me at like four in the morning. Yeah. And he was just like, Yeah, they beat me up. They took my motorcycle, my hands cut. And for like a second, like I'm sitting there looking at him like, is he being real? Because he did have a cut. But then as at at the end of the story he asked for twenty two dollars exactly to get out of the city. And I mean I knew he was bullshitting. But I sat there and I talked to him for like a good five minutes. And at four thirty in the morning to talk to somebody for that long—that was yeah. a long, like a long interaction. Yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> twenty-two dollars. Yeah, uh, you can just walk out of the city. Like you don't need money to leave the city. 
He was like, I tried to call my daughter, but you know, the bank won't won't let me get my money. And I was just like Yeah, you okay. know, the thing is yeah, when you when you're talking to people again that seem like sort of cognitively impaired or fogged up, you're right. Like there's there's always like something. A lot of times, there's a lot yeah. of things there. Like yeah. they have a lot of gems. It's just a lot of fog and shit. Like yeah. they're in a labyrinth in their mind. You yeah. know what I mean? And it just you know it's it's, it's and, crazy. And one thing that got me that he said that kind of on that point was like he's like yeah nobody ever has cash anymore but you know what everybody does have they have these boxes that are in the wall you walk up and you can put a piece of plastic in it and you can get some cash and i was just like yeah he's right i I do have my card on me and there is an atm right there and i walked away and i was like damn like he was right so i went to the atm to get the money out but like the door for the atm was locked i couldn't get in there so i was like damn but if I had been able to get in there, I would have I would have gave him a little twenty because he was right. I could have gave him some cash. Well, yeah, because new age homeless people have like square spaces on them. Like, yeah, they like the, they got the little squares, and they usually be like, "Oh, I don't got any cash. Oh, don't worry about it. I got this right here." Yeah, you know, to pull that and look at you now. Now what? Now you got the money, right? Yeah, that's not an excuse no more. That yeah, was I the know. first time I got hit with that. But then some people do still like. But then it's the all right. But do I want to swipe yeah. this? Oh no, no, no. You know I what I mean? Going, like not his, not no. That's it. That's, that's thing. his card. After that, <laughs> that's the follow up. And I've been thinking about homeless people, like especially in this season, because this must be, like, this is the season of giving and and joyfulness and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. it's probably like the hot season for them. Like they know if they out, there's a yeah, much cold. better chance. Like you probably get more money. Yeah, at definitely. this point in time, it's cold. And then there's going to be a dry season too. Yep. Where people are like, nope, I just gave out a ton of money. I just bought a bunch of gifts for family and friends. Like, I'm not giving this person yep. any money. So it's kind of like, I kind of see it as like hibernating, like squirrels <laughs> getting a bunch of nuts together. And because, like, yeah. you gotta, if you're smart, you hit the streets now, get a bunch of money, and you try to save. It. As best you can as a homeless person, but because there is going to be a dry season that comes. Like I'm certain, yeah. just as there is a giving season, there's going to be a season afterwards yeah. that follows it's where probably, people don't want to go out and spend money or give yeah. money. There's there's yeah. got to be the opposite of that. Oh, it's got to yeah, it's got to be like a yeah, like a where like charity isn't yeah. hot in a certain right. month or, right. certain or a certain days, couple months, certain days, certain seasons. This certain is why times. normal people will go out there and do that. Like, what do you mean? Like, there was a story. I mean, there's plenty of stories. Oh. But one I know for sure about an actual person that I saw, they were like, no. Like, they did a story on that guy. He was just like a regular guy who would just go out. He knew where to go, where to ask. And he was caking right. 200, 300 a day. Just right. asking for money. Yeah, and he and so that was just like a little side. Never so said like he, he had like a full-time never, job. Yeah, never he said just, he wasn't homeless. Like, even in the stories, like, I never said I was homeless. I just go ask for money. And people just give me money. I mean... I was like... Yeah, 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 that's not crazy. I, like, I couldn't do it. I don't want to be outside all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm good off it's that. just a different hustle. It's just like yeah. anyone that has a uh, what are those? Go, go fund me. Yeah. Like sometimes people are just like yo, just give me your money. Like I just yeah, like I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I just want money, and people I, will give it to him. I saw a dude who went, who went viral because he wanted to go fund me to go on his senior trip, and and they and it just gained steam, and people just cashed him out. Yeah, people will give money. And then you also have, you know, people that are just giving their money away to scammers, too. <laughs> people have money to give and people are giving money out. People are getting money one way or another. Yeah, it's just always transferring. What was that dude that just got caught up? Like, he was he was like a millionaire. Like, this what was he, like a Jamaican dude? or, or No, no, he was a, he was an African guy. That just oh, It was in the chat the other day, like not yeah. too long ago. But 
Like they're making a lot of money. Yeah. If you just have houses full of people making calls Always all scamming. day long, yeah. Chances are, I mean, there are a lot of yeah of very naive people. I'll put it that way. Yeah, because there's there's. Oh, they're always coming up with new ways to get you. Like they're always, they're not just you running the same scam. I know, but it. I feel Bruh. like it doesn't matter. Sometimes like, it doesn't be, matter what new yeah, scam. You're right. I'm I, not getting caught yeah. up in it. I Do you know what, how good the scam has to yeah. be? I mean, they they've been close, but they they always slip up and say <laughs> one thing, and I'm just like, mm. what are they asking you to do? The best one, the best one that ever that ever came my way was. Back in 2016, after I tore my ACL, I went and I got an MRI. Like four weeks later, like I get a call from like that area code, and it was like, "Yeah, we're from the MRI, like the doctor office, and uh, you still have an outstanding balance for your imaging." And I'm thinking, "Okay, oh, hey, I thought insurance like paid for that," but I'm like, they knew that I was there getting an MRI, so I'm like, "Oh." So then I was like, "All right, uh, give me a second, I'll give you a call back." So then I ended up figuring out that my insurance did pay for it. Yeah. So now I'm like, so why the hell would they call? So I called them back. Like, no, nah, my insurance said they pay for it. Like, no, we don't have any. Um, this No uh, record of yeah, it. Yeah, so they start asking for information. Like, can we verify your... And I was just like, hmm, <laughs> I'm not verifying shit to you. <laughs> Social Security, nah. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then as I talked to her longer, she started getting impatient. Like, well, it's your bill. You got to pay it. And I was, that's, when I was uh, like, that's when I was like, okay. I okay. See, I see. So somebody in that office was just giving out information. Yeah. So that that was that was a close. I know they got people. Mm, yeah, you can't you can't slip up and start getting like impatient yeah. and all that sort of Cause stuff. Because I'm on the phone with them like, like my insurance, I just talked to them. They said that they paid it. And they're like, no, it, it's still here. Can you want to verify your social security number? And I'm just like, why would I have to do that to pay a bill? <laughs> why would I have to do that? You already have my number. You know it's me. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you calling me. What do I? Yeah. Don't call me and ask and me to verify, verify with you. Yeah, no. <laughs> you verify with me, yeah, nigga. That's what I'm like. Who are you? That's when I was like, what? She's like, what's your bill? You still got paid. She got she got real mad because I like kind of called that out. And I was like, ah, y'all was y'all y'all almost had me. Like, no, close. that was a decent one. That was, was a good. decent one. He was one. close. Yeah. yeah, nah, but they, yeah, there are way too many people ready to get caught up by a scam. So yeah, yeah. they send texts now. They'll send you a text to be like, hey, your Amazon account just got hacked. Mm-hmm. Like you need to click this link and like figure out what's going on. Right. And then you'll click the link. It tells you to log in. Mm-hmm. And people will, like try to log in, then it won't work. They're like, oh, you need to call. Yeah. So you call, like, you need to verify your card number because, or the, they'll text you saying it's your bank. Hey, we just had an attempt. Somebody trying to get into your account. You need to log in and call. Mm-hmm. So then you call, you verify your, and then people, mm-hmm. people are so worried that, yeah, oh shit, they're yeah. getting my shit. I need to, yeah. I need, I need and to just stop little this. by little, they're just giving them more and more and more information. Right. Yeah. Right, and, and it happens before quick, you know it. and it's like boom. And then once they got it, it's gone. That's weird. Yeah, they dude, be. he was telling me about some new scam. Like th- he was watching some documentary about like these home squatters. Like they find oh, a way, yeah. like in your home, Listen. and then in certain places, yeah. like by law, if you allow them into your house and they stay there, and like they're allowed to start getting their mail there. Like if they get their mail directed yeah, there, so, they technically live there, and so now good. you can't just kick them out on the street yeah. or something. I tell you what, it's 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 some loopholes, and people I've seen like videos of people coming home and people being in their house like yeah like nah, and they're just like you'll get out and it's like no nah, i live here now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> at that point <laughs> wild wild west if you're gonna if you're gonna wild wild west and just be in the house all right i'm coming in too and one of <laughs> one of us is not walking out the way we walked in 
that's how we gonna handle this one. I'm not calling the law. We just we just, we're gonna figure we're gonna, it out. Yeah, it's the law of the streets at this point. Yeah, because that's yeah, that's crazy. Because if the cops pull up and they have mail there, now it's gonna be weird. Bro, like, that's the cops, weird. What if the cops pulled up and they had like, look at my ID. I'm on, I'm and, there's, and, and you're sitting there like, look at the lease. <laughs> yeah. Like my name is on there. Their name isn't anywhere yeah. here. It's like, but why are they getting mail here? Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Like I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see this guy. I don't know. Why does he have all of his stuff in here? Why like. <laughs> yeah. You look like you coming back from vacation. Yeah. That's you look weird. like the one moving in. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, scammers are good. But anywho, all right, let's yeah. throw some let's throw some intention in, into this. All right. Um because there, there there's there's actually a lot to talk about. There's a lot mm-hmm. to get to. Um I think it should start with maybe some of the reason I try to kind of move away, and it's funny because when you own a platform like this, like you can really do whatever the fuck you want to do whenever yeah, you want to do it. So I can just like, you know, take something away, yeah. put something back, like an introduction. Whole... I can do whatever I want to yeah. do. <laughs> And so I feel like some of where I've been recently doing this is I I had stepped away for a long time. I came in here with the true intention of I want this to be as meaningful as possible. Right. And then at some point I decided, you know what, let me just relax and let me just hang out with the people. It's just the growth of how it's going. I know. And then and now we're about to grow another way. Right. And I'm going back. All right. Because that's what I that's what I want to do. That's what I that's what I come here for. And like so to ever feel like I press that space bar to stop this recording and I didn't do that thing. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I go to bed is not a good feeling. I feel like oh, I could have. I, yeah. Like it could have been like, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, and I'm not going to just talk about like certain episodes, but unfortunately, that's how I felt on certain ones. Right. Uh, and that is that is a, a fault of mine. No one else's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was inspired by a few different things. Mm-hmm. One, you know that I've been on a, a, a like a weekly therapy session, yes, you know, like routine yes, for sir. like it's been like three of it. them throughout the last month, which it. is the psilocybin therapy yeah. session. For people that don't know, is just this scientific botanical bot, long name botanical yeah version of magic mushrooms, right? And I knew from earlier this year, yeah, when you went on the Incredible. Incredible, yeah. And y'all were talking about because it was brewing in my brain, and I was like, I feel like this year might be a year where niggas get the psycho nodding. <laughs> psycho nodding, yeah. On a like on a, on this level, on, yeah. On, on, Psy- on psycho nodding, mind mind year. sailing. Yeah, I feel like this might be a year where it happens. But I didn't put, I didn't, I didn't even suggest it. I just, I just let it happen naturally. Yeah. Didn't even say nothing. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. And so now three within the last month. Oh yeah. Um. And one, I only ever have great times. Yeah. Like there's never anything unsettling about any of these things for me. 
which is funny because Keon called me yesterday. And like, as soon as I let you all know mm -hmm. that another one was taking place, I guess two days ago, he yeah. like called me FaceTiming. He was just looking in the camera, just like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, you good? Like, how think, like, everything good in the house? Like, everything, like, I'm just trying to make sure. Like, like, you like, were here, like, he was no like, draws on a knife. He was like, you do, he was like, you do this again, you reaching fiend status. Like, you good, bro? You good? And I'm just like, it's you know, like that. right. It's not like that. I'm at like, all. wow, man. <laughs> But it's okay. Just uneducated in this realm. Like, it's yeah. like you don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know. You don't understand the feeling. Mm -hmm. You don't understand any. You don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> he can't say it like that. No, no. Well, you can't. No, he, no, he doesn't. Yeah. It, you know, and, and so... So this this is the thing because I was watching Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind on Netflix because yeah. I had just finished the last episode yesterday on mescaline, mm -hmm. which is the peyote cacti that you know indigenous people yeah. get from what is it like Mexico Mexico, Mexico. Out there, walking up the mountains and whatnot and oh my gosh first of all that was in the middle I was watching that in the middle of my wow. psilocybin treatment I wonder what you were thinking oh. It I was so good. Yeah. First of all, I'm looking at it and I have felt this on various occasions. I mean, when it comes to psilocybin, it's been like six, seven times now. When it comes to LSD, it's been like 12 or 13. But I understand these feelings. I understand visuals. I understand what it's like physiologically. I understand what it's like in your mind. You know what's going on. I know what's going on. I've been able to now, since I've done it for so long, be able to look at things in retrospect. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to track things. Like, I, I, I know what it is. Mm -hmm. He, What I'm saying is, if you don't, if you haven't done it. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's, what it is. You don't yeah. know what's going on. And so it's easy to get swept up in whatever bullshit it is you think Most about it. Most of it's it. through pop culture and movies, the way they portray it. Because they, they, they don't know how to portray it. And it's Yeah, it's weird through pop you culture. You can't portray thinking. This has been the closest yeah. that I have seen. Yeah. And so when I'm watching yeah, descriptive it, I'm like, this is a true... And, and also people's experiences. When they talk about really it, talking about it's it. like, oh, real. this isn't... Yeah, like they're this not, isn't some scripted bullshit. Yeah, this is not a movie. They did that shit. Yeah, they were... And they, and they were putting people on there who were like against a lot of it at yeah. first. People who were just like, I don't know about this. Then they tried it and they describe it and they're like, I get it now. Mm -hmm. I, I fully get it now. It's almost like you get to step back and watch your brain think. Yeah, you're like, okay, there are all these other people that maybe they don't say all the same things as you, but they share they roughly... Say little bits yeah. to kind of paint the full picture. Right. And... That's exactly what that show is. But as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this must sound cr like I would love to know what it looks and sounds like to someone that has never tried it. Mm -hmm. Because I would imagine it seems real fanciful and like fantasy and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Real fantastical type of and I'm like, this must look crazy yeah. on the outside. Like, I don't know if this, but it's spot on. Yeah. It's spot on. So if anyone decides to watch that show yeah, and they hear this podcast, I want them to know the people in that show are not lying. No, it doesn't. No. It, yeah. Like they it, are telling the damn truth. Like and so 
I, there are many, many ways to, to go about this because I've been having conversations with various people mm-hmm. that have done different things. I just talked to a guy that's from Peru a few days ago mm-hmm. about his experiences with ayahuasca. That's one. That's one that I've always, you know, had just, my eye just on. thought about it. The toad, yeah. the toad juice, the toad yeah. serum. Because that's uh, what is it? Mio DMT. Uh, yeah. It's a form of DMT on the toad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. And that's supposed to be like the one. Mm. Like. Yeah. It, it, the big dog, the, but yeah, not. The, the, yeah, they're yeah. all. It, what, what it seems like is like they're all little. Like it depends on like what it is you're kind of going for. Like right. some of them are much more visual. Like yes. for me, like LSD was much. It's much more visual, heady sort of uh, experience oh, yeah, than yeah, like yeah. shrooms. Shrooms seems like it's much more about your body and like you feel much more connected. Your muscles are super yeah. relaxed, and there there can be some some slight visuals, but it's not super amplified like taking yeah. my two hundred micrograms of LSD would be. I think the best visual that i've ever seen there's two of them the fear and loathing in las vegas the way they show the floor mm. and then in midsummer <clears throat> oh midsummer did a good job the visuals right because it was never it, it, it was wasn't subtle in your face you, you had to like look at it and it was just, you would yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah breathing yeah. a little bit yes yes like, yes that's that I is was like, it damn they got that spot on like, breathing i was like whoever put that one together yeah they definitely yeah just like random things like someone's like skin like you kind of see like, like their pores kind of opening up and closing but it's very subtle yeah. things you know what i mean yeah, you just whoa. see s- slight like yeah, um little dancing yeah dancing dancing you yeah. know what i mean like distortion sort right. of like when you walk outside on a really hot day yeah and you can kind of see like i guess like gas traveling through the air or whatever yeah. heat waves whatever that is when you look off in the distance and you see like it's slight a little distortion a little yeah. movement in there exactly it, yeah, yeah something like that and you know this this got me to i mean this is one of the many things that got me to meaning coming back here and just trying to inject meaning through here and doing nothing else cuz I, I i to be cuz to be honest i don't care about anything else right like i i you know i i've i've tried sometimes to distance myself from like the deep guy mm-hmm. in life but like i i i actually just don't care about things i i've even tried to like watch things or listen to things that just do not connect to me on a soulful level. And I just can't even do it. Right. Like I just, like, I'm just, I'm looking at it like, what am I watching? But I think that's part of what am I looking? I don't want to do yeah, this. I think that like builds you too, though, to, to look at and consume something that you know, you don't really care about. Yeah. To reaffirm that. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, about. Yeah. Like it. I really don't care about this. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it. I just, right. I, I just don't. And it, it, it's funny too, because a show like that is not sensationalized. And I'm realizing that I don't care for the super heavy clickbaity in your face, like trying to somehow overly sensationalize the content. Oversell it. Like let the content be what yeah. it is. And if I like it, then I like it. Yeah. And we'll get to that another point on that a little bit later as well because right. i'll talk to you about something i've been watching that is not sensationalized at all don't nobody give a shit about it and i'm enthralled in this okay. thing okay man. uh yeah i got one of those too yeah and i'm watching this thing and i'm watching the mescaline the peyote cacti in mexico and what's funny is we were just talking about the Washington Commanders before this, right? <laughs> uh, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Yep. 
and just how just how crazy it is for anybody to just like fight the fact that they are no longer the Redskins mm-hmm. and just want to call them the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Like just like out they're the spite. Washington Commanders now. Like yeah. just yeah, yeah, out of spite, out of really. Spite. Out of spite. Just like relax. Yeah. Um and there are certain things that I get about this day and age, like trying to move forward. And I also believe that there is overcorrection for things and that we're going to always have to, as you spoke about before, the pendulum swings. So mm-hmm. like we're going to have to like move a certain way and try to make room for certain people that feel offended for certain things and want to feel, you know, not marginalized and whatever and, and encouraged and whatever the fuck else. And then there are going to be times where it's getting to be too much and people are asking for too much and it's getting too weird and yep. we'll have to like go backwards. Now, I don't know how you feel about I'm going to take a, a slight detour. How you feel about Thanksgiving being called what families giving now? Yes, I'm another word for it. I, right. I I don't I don't care. I don't care what the word is. R- really, I I don't care. My thing is th- this is my thinking on it because I said Thanksgiving at Thanksgiving, and like my dad was like, oh, you know, it's, it's family's giving now because it did, the, the people need to start thinking. We can't just keep, and I, you know, the, the whole point was Thanksgiving is we're changing that over because there's bad past with it. Right. We understand, right? People came over here, Christopher Columbus and the rest of his niggas came over here. Yep. And was acting like things were cool. Teach us the land. Teach us how to do these things yep. with the Native Americans. Native got Americans my, my being who they were. Invited them in. Right. And then lo and behold, disease and massacre came. Yep. And clearly in theft of land. And they told us that they sat down, had this big meal. Right. Now, and we're just, now is that all? Because see, is that all they told us? Did they not tell us that there was a darker side to it? Because when no. did when did we figure that out? No, that was after high school for damn sure. Okay, so none our, of that our is... high school years for damn sure. Okay, so that was never put in no, the books. Nah, nah. Okay, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, nah. Now, now here's my because I remember I remember the day when I found out I was like, hey, yo, <laughs> we they did what? Well, not we. <laughs> they did what? Oh, and they told they said we've been doing what now. Oh, now to intertwine it back with this uh, this show for a second. Yeah, it is crazy that we can't. We mm-hmm. let me stop that because you're right. Yeah, that's it. She is. They came over from yeah. England to America mm-hmm. for for freedom. Yep. Right. That's what they came over here for, to leave the church, to leave England so that they could practice things the way that they wanted to here Mm -hmm. in America. And religion was a big part of that, to be able to Mm -hmm. have it their own way. Right. Right. And then they killed a bunch of other people, took away their land and also told them that they could not perform their religion and then built a monument about it. Like, what monument are we being specific about? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Oh, damn. Mount Rushmore. They put that there so that when the in, when the natives see that, they know. Oh, white man's land start here. Mm. Y'all go back that way. Why would why would put up four big white faces in like <laughs> big white face in the middle white of faces. nowhere? That didn't, that that just sounds weird. Like, why'd y'all put that there? That is kind of crazy. Yeah. 
big big white and faces. And I think I'm it. pretty sure the main dude who like funded it and ran that project was like I think he was heavy in in, in the clan. No, oh, I don't know any of yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> this should get weird. But but again, the hypocrisy to leave the church, leave yeah. England, come over here, try to start your own thing, and then do the same thing that they were doing to you here, except pro- worse. Mm-hmm. Take take these kids because they were doing their own thing. It wasn't about sc- they weren't going through school and all this. Nope. Took the children from their parents, brought them to all these other places, Pennsylvania, Florida, and started. In indoctrinating them mm-hmm. with their ways, Christianized mm-hmm. them, made them start learning their things, cut their hair, changed their names, all that sort changed of shit. Change the name. Change the name. <laughs> yeah. Right? All this crazy stuff. And took away their their right to use the peyote cacti, which mm-hmm. was a part of their religion. They it was not mm-hmm. just a drug. They're using it as a part of their religion, a lot as a of part it, of their a, ceremony. A lot of them. A lot of the substances are that. Right. That like that's that's them. what it is. And everyone always speaks about it seeming like it was it was from like it was from God. The earth. And it like shows earth. you God. Like ayahuasca, like specifically, like specific you're supposed to like you meet like the earth like I consciousness. It. I believe it. It like it'll like the earth will communicate with you. I believe it. And I'm like, that makes sense because the planet wouldn't just be a non-living thing. How could a bunch of like living cells just be on some like non-living organism? I think the earth itself is alive. It's like a breathing. It's a living, breathing being. It's just way bigger than us. We don't really understand it unless you consume something that it's here for. So we could talk to you like, hey, why don't you live like this while you're here? And that's and that's been my experience on it. Yeah. Is again removes the ego mm-hmm. and and shows you what is really happening before you load all of your bullshit <laughs> on yeah, top that's of my, it that's that's the best like, like that is mode. it like it's like when you just take away all that stuff and you're like oh this is just what's really going on yeah i'm just out here with all of my dumb human bullshit yeah. on top of it which makes no sense. Yeah, that's man, the the no ego or stripping the ego when you separate from it. Like it's I can't even really explain it now because right now I am the ego. Mm. So like I can't even really speak from that like state of mind. I just I can remember being there. Yeah. What's what's interesting to me is so because I'm going to ask you some questions about that. That's a fact. That's also mm-hmm. a lot of my intention here to start asking way more questions. And I'll talk to you more and more about that later on. I'm looking at these young kids out there picking these peyote cacti with their moms, their dads, their uncles, aunts, grandparents, friends of the family. Like, And I'm just sitting there. Me and a lady are looking at it like, wow. They're living differently. Wow. And they don't even, in order for them to have this, because they fought very hard through the courts for a long time in order to be able to have usage of this, legal usage of this peyote cacti. Right. And in order to do that, they can't do like filming and try to commodify and all this sort of stuff. So filming isn't allowed within the ceremony. Right. You can be outside the tent, but you can't go inside. But just, I was sitting there just melting away, just looking at like 30, 40 people inside of a tent. Again, I can't see, but you just all these people funneling inside this tent. And you just know that it's just 
a community of loved ones about to go in there around a fire, maybe do a little dancing, Mm -hmm. singing, talking, praying and eating this peyote cacti and just in going to meet God and and have therapy in a sense, like purge these fears that they have. They're all in there mentally getting better together. And then I was like, you know what? It's 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 come up as I do this. I don't give a fuck how many times I do it. I'm gonna keep doing it. It's come up in J. Cole songs. It's come up in Kendrick songs. Meaning matters to me. Right. It's meaning. Literally just like it's in the word. It matters to me. Mm-hmm. And evolution matters to me. I don't know what I would be doing here on this planet if it wasn't evolving. Like if yeah, if if my intention wasn't to continue to do things that help me evolve, I don't know what I would be doing here. Yeah. Like why like I I wouldn't want to be if that was if the if somehow the privilege or the capability of being able to evolve was taken away from me knowingly. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to do this no. anymore. No, 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 no. You wouldn't. And I'm like, that's that's a large part of what's missing in my relationships with certain people. Mm-hmm. Is I've I've I've. It's not again. It's not just like we can have super stimulating conversation about whatever the fuck in the world. Like that's cool. Yeah. But it's. I'm into healing. Like I'm into absorption of of cure. Right. And when I think about like family members or friends, I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be if I could if if we could. Now again, also at the same time simultaneously understand that I have no, I have no desire to change other people. I have yeah, no desire yeah. to try to wrangle people, corral people to do something that they don't want to do. None of that. I don't because I have right. what I have for me, and that's completely fine. And that's All enough. Right. You just roll with how it's, how, what, whatever's going on. Yeah. But man, if I, if my family, mm-hmm. just imagine like all of my family and all of your family. And all of like the family of all of our close friends, right. like came together and sat in a tent with a fire, and we just decided mm-hmm. we were just going to like microdose yeah, on like things instead like of once a month or something yeah. like that, or like instead of everybody getting together, like I don't know the wedding and everybody drinking, everybody got together and drank like a mushroom tea. You know what I'm saying? And see, that's that bullshit <laughs> because because. It, drinking, you would remember that. Drinking is cool, right? It's fun. Like we can all go out and blah, blah, blah. like everyone wants to go out and drink, and everyone wants to go out and like people go out and smoke weed together, right? But like it's like these certain plants that show you certain things where people just like, oh wait no hold on now yeah but I can't blame them though because I think because that, because that that's how the system set it up. I, but now I know. it's changing. Yeah, there's def- there's definitely a shift. So there's, like, there's definitely a shift I'm, happening. I'm excited for like, I'm excited for how this world. Goes. I don't know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. In that aspect, in like the next like 15 years, because mm-hmm. it's, it's being legalized in a bunch of different states again, just like how weed was getting legalized. Right. The shrooms are getting legalized. 
I'm sure like the LSD will follow. And I think they'll just open it up and be like, you know what? Like, what are we doing here? Mm. As newer generations come in there, you yeah. start you start getting politicians in there who've who've tried it, or the scientists that come out and they can publish their results because now they can test it. Yes. Now they can use it to study. So now it's like you can see scientific studies of what it's doing for people. And, and oh, that yeah. and that's why I oh, yeah. I texted my dad immediately oh, after yeah. the show went off, and I was like, I need you to watch this show. Yeah. And after you watch this show, hit me back. You and I are going to talk. We're going to sit yeah. down. You don't got to try it. Just just watch the but show. Yeah. Just, but he but he'll be open to watching it. Yeah. And he may even be open to doing it after watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's <clears throat> it's good because it's not shown in some like weird way. Right. It's not. It's not. These like, are level headed people just yeah. talking about something that. And like, you may or may not really and know again, about. I like the fact that they were interviewing people who were like older that like grew up like, nah, you don't do this, you don't do no shrooms, you don't. Right. And then their doctor was like, you know what? Let's just try this. And then they were like, okay, I don't got nothing else to lose. They tried it and they were like, bro, had no idea. Like that, I had no idea that's what it was going to be like. And and I have looked at it time and time again as the place where you go where you can rewire things, where you can go back to the drawing board and erase some things and like be like, okay, that's, you know what, let's look at this a different way that's now. That's literally what's happening in your brain. Your brain is literally creating new neural pathways. Right. You're, you're thinking in ways that you never thought before. You're, you're building new roads. You're carving your, new paths. You're yeah. literally making new physical roads in your brain. Yeah. You're upgrading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's... Yeah, you're like refining your 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 yeah. your roadmap, your brain map. Yeah, you're yeah. just you're just kind of like, oh wait, this is a shortcut. I can just do it like this, right? I can think this way, like. And so- and and that's what it is. Is I've always since the very beginning, since I did it first at twenty one, mm-hmm. I've always felt like like your your consciousness or your awareness or whatever you want to call it is. Like a like a sphere in a sense, with all this yes. little knowledge and stuff inside of it, all these things you understand or you think you understand. But there are always these things like right on the outside that you understand as like abstract ideas. And it's like that sounds nice. Right. Like I like I get it, but like I don't feel that though. Right. And then you do one of these mind altering substances that kind of expands that sphere out. And then all those things that were right on the outside are now subsumed mm-hmm. by this consciousness. You're and you're to- like Oh, okay. Now I I understood that before, but now I feel it. I understand it in just like a granular way, like a cellular way. I think what it's doing is I think it's kind of like a unlocking the door a little bit, cracking the door open to the subconscious. Mm -hmm. So now you can kind of really imagine things instead of just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You can like fully picture it, imagine it. And then you can get with it. You're like, oh, oh, I see what that would be like. Right, right. And what's funny is some people take it and don't go through any of these things that we're talking about at no, all. No. So that's also an interesting, not a kind of counterpoint to, you know, you saying you're really excited because we don't know what will happen. Yeah. Like, we don't know how exactly it'll it'll touch people or it'll change people or the course of the future for people. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah. At all. So it will be interesting as these things yeah. continue to be decriminalized, a huge uh, decrim yeah. nature, decriminalized like, nature, like just stop trying to criminalize yeah. things that grow from the ground. Like, what's his name says it, uh, Graham Hancock says it the most. Mm. Like, what do you think a president would look like if they were somebody who had had like five or six trips? Mm. They would be someone that doesn't want to be the president. Yeah. Or... 
You know who did? You know, you know, apparently who did have some trips? Bill Clinton. Oh, no. I just said a name no. that seemed no. like because one, he was the guy that allowed yeah. the uh, the indigenous people yeah. to have the. I don't I don't know. I don't know if Bill Clinton did or not, but I do know of one for sure. Just take a wild guess. Obama. Ah, no, we know he smoked a little weed. Oh. <laughs> we know, we know he was hitting that pack. But hold on, who, who? Uh, John F. Kennedy. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh. Kennedy. Well, yeah. Well, what did they say he was doing? Well, a lot of things that he wanted to do was like disband the CIA, like look into certain connections. No, but what were they saying? Like, what, what oh, substance LSD. was he doing? LSD. Oh, LSD. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. And he started questioning some things, and uh, <laughs> bam. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah. You gotta be careful at the top. <laughs> you gotta be careful at the top of like what what you know and like how how yeah. you how you're thinking about things. Yeah, that's that's kinda it's, yeah. it's kinda scary. But anywho, so I, yeah, I you know, definitely hit my dad up about this. Yeah. I, I definitely think it would be awesome for him to watch it because I would I, I love like getting older and being able to have that sort of discussion with your with your family. It's not like it's not as crazy as it once was. Like they don't the way that it, I think it was just the way it was portrayed, man. Like the way that movies would show it and the way yeah. the shows would show it, the way they would talk about it, the way they taught people. Yeah, programs. and it's and it's it's, it's so much. It's not even. A, I, I don't care about the. I mean, clearly, I don't care about the craziness of it. Like, I don't care yeah. about the visuals. I don't care about the, the... I don't care about the interstellar ride, right? right. It's not what it is. It's just... Trying to get your brain right. Just yeah, trying to just like trying it. to clear out the cobwebs okay. and like allow yeah. you to be in a state long enough to realize you've been on some bullshit. Yeah, you man. know what I mean? And be like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, And it's not going to fix everything because I feel like there are various things that have to be put in place. It's not like you're just going to start taking psychedelics and everything's going to be all right. Like, that, no. like that's that's not the way it goes. Like it's, no, it's, it is a tool like other ones yeah. that should probably be placed in tandem with other things. Yeah, you get to kind of... You get to kind of unscrew some screws where things are too tight in the brain. Unscrew it. Relieve some pressure off that. See what's going on. You get to see how your brain is really working. You get to... For me, it like slows down thoughts to a point where I can like pick out how thoughts work. Mm. Like, oh, that's what a thought is. That's why an idea would pop into my brain and where it would start and where it would come from. And you can kind of like take an idea and go all the way back to the source of it. Um, like, oh, that's what you. Or like fears, like I, I, I like, um, I like, I call them challenging trips. Okay. I like them. It's like the same way I like workouts. Like a workout doesn't feel good while you're working out, but you know that while you're working out, this is good for you, and afterwards you feel a lot better. So like, if I start to have like a challenging trip, like I know, like oh, bet, like this is. This is challenging. I'm working something out in my brain. And I know that once I get past this little challenge, it's going to feel so fucking fire. And, and that's what the guy from Peru told me about his ayahuasca trip. He was mm. saying that because he did it with a whole shaman and a group of people. Yeah, you can like, sign up for it now. Oh, yeah. You can go online and you can find groups. They don't just take you there and do it. Like, you like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, no. No, there's there's a process you work through. You do a lot of meditating. You yeah. do a lot of, you know, you just do a lot of. He said it was yeah. like a, like the day of, like, it's a whole, like, six hour long right. process. That right. They, yeah, they don't just like, here you go. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's. It's they, legit. They were telling him it's like you're there's a good chance that you may be presented with like a labyrinth of sorts. Yes. Like a maze. And the only way when you get stuck, 
the only way you're going to be able to get past this wall, which very well may present itself as a fear, a big fear of yours, mm. is you have to look at it. Right. You are going to have to stare at it and concentrate. Right. And you have to understand that we're here, like you're not in danger. We're here. If you see any other presences there, it, they are they're also there, there to, to support you. you. It's all there to help you. Exactly. So just focus on it. Bruh. You will be okay. Just focus on it. And it will collapse, and then you will be able to move forward. Now, look, do you remember uh, a couple years ago when Will Smith put out that video of him skydiving? Yeah. And you remember how I've been saying, I, well, even he said it now, that he's had a lot of trips. I think he was using that skydiving as a... Um, like a what's the word for it? Like a double entendre, like a secret meaning to explain trips. Okay. Because he was saying that like on the opposite side of fear mm. is bliss. Like yes, yes, yes. Remember he, I remember him saying those he words was, exactly. I know what he was really. He was saying like it's gonna get. This might be a challenge. It might be like fear, but once you get past that, it shit opens up wide open, and then you it's bliss. Yeah. That, I mean that is it, it's it makes sense. Like all of this, if you go through it. And even, again, mm -hmm. as he's trying to do, which is very is very smart, and this is kind of what you have to do, right? Is you have to try to find metaphorical ways to talk about it yeah. with other people. And so if you understand what it's like to truly face a fear, yep. after it, you're like, oh, oh, that's just that thing now. Yep. Oh, and if you keep doing that mm -hmm. over and over, there's just going to be a point where you're just like, oh, I can just walk around now. Yeah. Like I can just walk around life anxiety free. Yeah. Like I don't have to anticipate this thing coming up because I, I no longer yeah. am thinking about that. Like it, yeah. it's it's no longer a thing. And, and anxiety for sure being something that is swept to the planet. Right. And it seems like everybody yeah, has anxiety. Yeah, like everybody yeah. talks to you about their yeah, anxiety. Anxiety, depression, everybody. I was explaining this to someone the other day. They were like, they, they were explaining to me a, a fit of anxiety they were kind of having with with a boss of theirs. And they're like, it's just I they're just an asshole. And they just keep every time I talk to them, it's just like it's not a pleasant experience with them. And it just like it fucks with me, like and and I'm like, all right, but keep this in mind. You you're on one of your days off right now. You're not at work, but this is on your mind. <laughs> that That's thing That's crazy. is not there, right? But yet it's there in your mind. Yeah, you are dealing with something that is not there. You're yeah. you're fighting an opponent who is not here. They're just like, no, or like you don't get it. Like every time. And I'm just like, but Man. is it happening right now? Man. You, you like you're not you, you need to get away from this yeah. hypothetical moment that may happen in the future and has happened yeah. in the past. Like you're missing out on yeah. all of the moments that aren't those moments, which and if you think about all the moments that aren't those moments, those moments are minuscule. Right. You meet those moments every so often in your whole scope of life. Mm -hmm. And and in those moments, you can fix those moments. But you don't have to fix those moments in the moments that you're not in those moments. Exactly. And the way you're explaining it is exactly how you're explaining, like, an idea being just on the outside of being able to understand it. Like, yes. to you, you get it. Yes. And you can tell it to them and you can say it. Like, I'll tell them in ways that I'm like... 
Like, I know it sucks right now, but like five years from now, you're not even going to be there anymore. Like, this really is not going to exist in the future. So the problem really doesn't even exist at all. But... <laughs> But it's like it's it's hard it's hard for people the, the, yeah, to, yeah, to like wrap that. their mind. You just yeah. I, I just keep trying to find new ways. It's like okay, you're worried about that thing, right? Yeah. Cool. Whatever it is in your life, everybody's got one. Everybody listening to this, just pick one that's going on. Yeah. But what you're not worried about is one of these other superpowers about to bomb America, right? Everybody has got nuclear weapons. And that's something that isn't on your mind every day. Huh. But this whole shit could be wiped out yeah, at any time. Asteroid. But yet you worried that the gas price is too high that you just paid yeah. for. And I understand that. Like, that's an immediate thing in your life. You're worried about the fact that somebody cut you off in traffic and you still thinking about that hours later for some reason. Yeah. Or you're worried about your, your boss at work. There are all these things going on. But, there's, but if that's the case... There are problems much yeah. larger than those that you never give any thought to at all. Yep. So at some point, it's really just a matter of what are you going to give your attention to and why? Mm -hmm. Now, this is a great segue because mm -hmm. it's because it, this is now empathy for me. Maybe you don't know how to have that conversation with yourself about what really matters how, like how to value something yeah. right and like what actually what actually is deserving of your attention because yep. maybe you're just like well no this is a work thing it matters like I go to work so therefore it matters and that's that's good and all well that's 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 fine I would say you probably haven't gone through enough of the conversation with yourself right but you can't if you, or it's extremely difficult to do that if you have no inner monologue. <laughs> yeah. So here we are now, Mike. So you send something, a tweet into the chat a week ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a guy tweeting that like his day has been ruined. It was, I think it was an old tweet. I don't think it was a new one. It yeah. may have been one that resurfaced. Yep, I think it was. Uh, it's from a guy named Ryan Langdon. And he tweeted that he figured out that over 50%, most people are not working with inner monologue. Also, by the way, because you and I just started using the word dialogue. Now, yeah. inner monologue and dialogue, the way that I have seen it posted online, because I've done my research since, trust me, those two are interchangeable. People just use the word inner yeah. monologue, dialogue. Like it doesn't matter which one you use. Although yeah, yeah, those man. two words are different, yeah, man. mono and I, those are two different yeah. prefixes. Anybody can just think, but no, and that's the thing yeah. is that like they they can think. Now let, let now let's get into what experience and what thinking is a little bit. So this all came from. And, and I guess this guy has like a small following on social media or YouTube or whatever, which yeah. is why it even kind of got big. But he got that from the doctor, Russ Hurlbert, that works at UNLV. He's a professor and he's been doing something called DES for like over 50 years, which is descriptive experience sampling. Mm. And I was like, I need to know what he this guy's doing in order to figure out whether people have an inner voice or not. It's crazy. 
Because for a long time, you're right. I didn't know that people didn't have a voice that speaks to them. Like they, they, like when they try to think about things, that there are words that come into their mind and, and they can maybe hear a voice that goes along with it and they yeah, can have man. conversation with themselves about any given topic. Like I didn't that know that. That was the that, shit I was talking about when I said, I don't think people are like talking and having conversations with themselves. I think they just do, do shit. <laughs> like they just like... But but <laughs> like, like like how you explain the options. People have options. Like yes, the option will just pop up, and then you, it's like it, a little droplet, and then they just select one and go. But like, I have the options too. But like, I'm like, okay, nah, right, right. You're having conversations about what is worth aiming at like what is worth going towards like what is bias what is not like you can and you said that it seems like two entities yeah so so, just like off the cartoons but not necessarily evil and good and good yeah yeah yeah. it's just like one on one side of the argument one on the other side and then there's like me now, now does that is, is that a descriptive way of looking at it or does it actually feel like there are two things yeah. that that like that couldn't see another way of speaking about it yeah if it, it dead ass feels like there's two sides mm. one that sees it this way one that sees it that way and I'm trying to I'm sitting there listening to both of them mm. explain their arguments and I'm like mm, he's got a point I'm like <laughs> nah but he kind of got a point too right and then at the end of the day you just have to make a I decision I have to make a decision yeah which one's louder like mm. or which one am I listening because you I can also listen to one more yeah like how David Goggins explains that like you're working out you one voice is going to be telling you night hey, man fuck it stop but just don't let that voice be louder than the other one yeah yeah, and that's that's kind of like where it comes for me because, and maybe this has been one of the most difficult things for people that listen to understand when it comes to me, like understanding people. People can say something and I cannot wholeheartedly agree with them, but like I hear what they're saying right. and I understand it. I'm like, oh, maybe that wouldn't be the decision that I would make on it. But I understand it, it, but things come down to when you have to make a decision, right? So this is like voting. So when you have these different sides that have these things, like I've I've heard good arguments for most things on both sides. Right. But at some point in time, you are going to have to vote or make a decision that says, I'm with these people. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. Like, it'd be really nice if you could vote on various decisions as opposed to one party, like voting Democrat. I really wish you could vote on certain issues. I said I wish the general election was for everything. Even though it'd be, I guess logistically, they yeah, logistically it's gonna be wild. It'd be crazy, but like, why can't we vote on the shit that the house is pushing through? Like, fuck that, push Mm. that to a general election. Let's go. Well, we can't vote on it because, and and this was wrong voting on the motherfuckers who are gonna vote. Yeah, because we because it's because because we don't know enough. Like people don't know. We don't because they don't dig into it. Things, but if you, you but but we also, but we also don't have time. Do you know how much time it takes to really know anything? Yeah. To like really, really know yeah. any, anything. This is a little sidebar, but this is a, <laughs> a thought I had. What if like, I don't know, aliens came to Earth and they were like, yo, as a planet or countries, y'all got to vote on like one human to bring back and we'll bring them back. 
Right. Who do you, who do you think that w- to bring back to life? Yeah, any human. Um, As a plan, who do you think the plan would vote for? Who do I think? Oh, the whole everybody, planet. Everybody get a vote. <laughs> everybody, mm-hmm. everybody gets a vote. They're gonna bring back one human. I would assume. Who do you think that back? it would be? Who do you think America would bring back if they did it by countries? Uh, who do we look at like that? <laughs> you probably bring back like Elvis, bro. <laughs> I was I was thinking like, would it be someone that would shift the culture in that sort of way? No. Or I was thinking maybe we would just choose a great mind. Like we would yeah. go back to three people. Who, by the way, they said were taking some sort of drinks back in the day out of these small itty bitty cups. I forget what they're called. These small itty bitty clay cups that supposedly there were like these meetings of enlightenment that people like Plato, Aristotle and Socrates would go to. Yeah. And these niggas is Plato, Socrates and Aristotle. I was getting right. So (laughs) I think that we might go that route. But then again, this is also me projecting. Right. So... But I no way, you, dude. You go no. to the voting booth, you write your name in, and then like twenty four hours later, we get the results. Like, who do you think is going to pop up on the news? Breaking, they're going to bring back. <laughs> I I oh, wait a minute. What do you think? I think they're going to bring back somebody dumb. All right, right. If they had it today, it'd be something dumb like Elvis, bro. Or... Wait a minute. Who gets the vote? Everybody. Mm-hmm. Children like eighteen and up. Oh, eight still eighteen and up. Eighteen and up. Eighteen and up in America. Who would we bring back? Popular vote. (laughs) Oh man, damn! You really think so? (laughs) See what I'm saying? Like who? Like it it wouldn't. Because I'm not gonna fight it. Like baby, (laughs) they might. Who do that? They'd bring you think it'd be like a musician? It'd be like a celebrity. It'd be like a celebrity within the past like sixty, seventy years. (laughs) They're not, they're not like someone that just died. Yeah, they did. Oh, man. You know, a lot of niggas gonna vote on Kobe. Like, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Like, people are just gonna think about. Yeah. Yeah, like someone. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) I suppose. It's very. Damn. Yeah. Hold on, man. I don't know about that. Because first and foremost, if aliens came down, first of all, that'd be a huge revelation. Right. If like they decided to really make contact with all of us in a very blatant way, yeah. all of our minds would change about everything. First of all, just off of that. So we're, so we're all having a trip just based off of that. True. And I think hopefully something like that would make us take it a bit yeah. more seriously and be like, guys, hold on. Like we not finna do this. Don't don't you choose. I, I guess it depends on how long we have to think about the decision. Oh yeah, yeah. You if definitely. There's need like a, a month. There's gonna, there's gonna be some campaigns. Like yes. we need to bring yeah. back. Blah blah blah. Albert Einstein. And you know what's to- and what's interesting is within that campaign, there's gonna be as always a bunch of war. Yep. Because there's gonna be people trying to like kill people off so that they don't trying to. Suppress votes, pretty much. Yeah, it's like, hold on a second. Who did we hear that they're trying to vote for? We got to get them out of here, right? Because they' about to ruin this, right? Because like, we could bring a real great mind back. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, there's some great, and I'm certain there's people just we're not even thinking about right now. They're like, that oh, would yeah. be a great, great help oh. to come back. And I don't oh, even, yeah. I don't even know. Even if it was going to be someone that 
was like an artist or creator of some sort, I feel like, you know, it needs to be like like a Shakespeare or something like that. Somebody. Like something that still moves the culture just through their this, stories yeah. and their words, you know, something like that. Because a lot of times people don't care about like no. bro. The Breakfast Club gets way more views than any of these scientists that you and I watch or any of these psychologists or any of these people ain't checking for that stuff. (laughs) And that brings me back to Russ Hurlburt. His videos have top. I've not seen one of his videos that have more than 400 views. (laughs) Not one. He's the only one doing descriptive experience sampling. And so, so this is what this is. He sits people down. It's so fascinating. Everyone just go to YouTube, look up yeah. Russ Hurlbert. I might throw his, de- yeah, I'm gonna throw his yeah. in, the, in the description. Yeah. I want to get on there too. I, I'm, I'm like commenting on his videos, yeah. trying to like, trying to get his attention. Yeah, yo. Bro. Test me. <laughs> he's having these discussions with people. It's like him and maybe like a, like a graduate or something of his. Right. And they're sitting people down you're turning the camera on, turning the microphones on. And this is so fascinating to me because no one ever does this. And this is why this is another one of things that, again, inspired me to bring meaning, true meaning back into this. Mm-hmm. This is the experiment. I give you a beeper. It sits like on the clip of your belt. You put one ear pod or, you know, like in your ear, earbud yeah. in your ear. You go on about your life. You choose some three to four hour period of your day. And within that day, you're gonna you're gonna experience a series of beeps, boop, something like that. Maybe a little yeah. bit longer. When that goes off, what your job is to do is to write write down probably your phone, pen pad, whatever the case is, exactly what it was you were experiencing the moment before the beep. <laughs> whatever it was you were experiencing, try to write that down as descriptively as you possibly can. Okay. And there'll probably be like a series of six beeps in that three to four hour span. You're going to come back. They're going to have an interview. They're going to sit you down and they're going to say, okay, beep one. Tell us what your experience was. And it's not until you watch this thing that you realize no one knows what they're going through. That's crazy. People start talking and one, it's extremely difficult for people to speak about their experience because they, first of all, because it's a myriad of reasons. One, because I've been on this for a long time, you and I have talked about, and I've talked about on here, mindfulness for a long time. You can't tell me about something that you weren't there for. Yeah, I can't. I can't be like, "Hey, Mikey, tell me what the January six riots were like down down in the yeah. streets." And be like, well, "I mean, I wasn't there. Like, I can tell you what it looked like on the news. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you what it was there from a first person experience. Yeah. Why not? I wasn't there. Okay. No. Well, the thing is this: people be places wherever they're at, they, but they're not there, and this is very very difficult for people to understand. That's crazy. I've called people zombies for a long time. Yeah. I call them empty, people, empty vessels. They can they will look at you. 
They can talk to you. They can have children. They can raise the children. They can go to their job. They can play sports. They can do all, they can compute high calculations, high level, they can do all sorts of stuff. But a lot of times people are not there experiencing it. And so that's where the the delineation is. is What is experience? Like, what are we talking about? Consciousness to me. So in consciousness is a big word. It is. It's a huge word. it's It's a huge word. So they'll be like, well, describe what you're experiencing in that moment. And be like, okay, we're like, well, you know, I was I was at this place. I was, you know, I was eating a bowl of cereal, and I was watching TV, and uh, you know, the person on the TV like said this thing, and I, I was I was thinking about, you know, what they said, and it, it made it made me think about, uh, you know, like it made me think about family, and like my family's kind of faces like kind of came up in my mind, and I was thinking about my family, and they'll start asking them questions like, okay. You were watching TV, you said, but you're also thinking about your family and you're also eating a bowl of cereal. So there are a few things going on here. And they'll say, oh, I felt really good because I was thinking about my family or I felt confused or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, so there are a few things going on in this moment. Mm -hmm. What of it was a part of your experience? And that already fucks people up. They're like, what are you like? I was watching TV. I was eating a bowl (laughs) of cereal. And, you know, I think. I think because of the TV and what was on the TV, it made me think about my family. And they'd be like, no, no, no. I'm not asking you about your theory as to why these this sequence of things happened. I'm asking you what was a part of your experience. Like, okay, what the, okay, so now I'm having a hard time. What are you saying? What are you asking me? What do you mean, what is a part of my experience? Well, you're eating a bowl of cereal, you're watching TV, you're thinking about your family, your family makes you feel this way. <laughs> When you were eating the bowl of cereal, like, was the bowl of cereal in your experience? Did you, what did the, what did the cereal taste like? What, like, what was going on with the cereal? Mm. It's like, oh, well, I wasn't really eating the cereal in that way. I was like, like, I was putting the cereal in my mouth, but I wasn't, like, I was just eating it. Like, when, Mm. like, when I looked down, the bowl of cereal was gone. (laughs) Like, I didn't, I didn't experience eating the bowl of cereal. I just ate the bowl of cereal. Like I, I knew that I filled the bowl of cereal up and I put milk in it and I ate it while I was doing things, but I didn't, like you asked me questions about the cereal. I didn't experience eating the bowl of cereal. We'd be like, what was on the TV? Was What was on the screen a part of your experience? It's like, well, my eyes work. I was looking at the TV. Yeah, but what was on the screen, was that a part of your experience? And they're just like, well, I guess I don't really remember exactly what was going on because I was thinking about the, the family part. So it's like, okay, Dang. so you're eating a bowl of cereal, which you did not experience. You were watching the te- the television show, which your eyes were looking at and clearly your your optical you know components work, right. but it wasn't a part of your experience. And this is and this is a very, very fascinating part and always has been to me. If I tell you to think about something, think of a banana, think of an elephant screeching, think of all these things. You can see them in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like you can pick point or you can, you know, conjure the picture in your mind. The thing is, when something is so strong in your mind, 
That is actually what you're seeing with your mind's eye. That's right. actually what you're seeing. And you're not can actually, actually you, can, well, you can, you can, I can actually see You it. can see it. And I can see it. And I can also tie it to like a memory right away. Like the last time I saw an elephant, heard an elephant, the last banana I saw, what was I doing? Where was I at? What was going on around me? And the thing is, if you do that, if you focus on that enough, you won't be interacting what is with what is exactly in front of you. Right. The same way, because you can only see one fully. Right. Like you can you can have some ratio where it's like it was like a Blended, like yeah. one was the backdrop. One was the foreground. OK. Right. So it's like I was watching the television show and I kind of know like this is what was going on. But I was really in my mind thinking about this thing or there was this slight thought going on in the back of my mind, but I was really watching the TV. Like, so I know yeah. more so what was going on in the TV. And they just keep asking these questions about what was actually a part of your experience. And people have an extremely hard time actually talking about what was actually taking place during these beeps. Dang. Meaning, what you're saying is correct. People are going through life and they're doing things and they're having and they and by the way, the people they're doing and this is what makes it so much more interesting. They're super intelligent. Like these yeah. are these are like college students. Right. You know what I mean? And they're psychology majors, neurology, biology minors, like all this sort of stuff. And they can theorize and intellectualize all this stuff. But yet when it comes to one thinking, they do not do it internally. But I wonder, I wonder, like, like they, they are not the, the authors of their thoughts, right? They are not thinking, okay, I want to think about this thing now. And then words are intentionally coming up as they think through something, boom, like things pop up and they have thoughts, but they are not authoring the thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. So in a sense, you're right with when it comes down to the drop down view of like options. Options are coming, options are being chosen, but they're not intentional. They they are not consciously yeah. driven. So yeah. people more or less are just moving through life and not truly experiencing the moment to moment basis like fabric of life. Yeah. It's very it's just happening. It's, it's just happening. Yeah. Like things are just rolling out and they're just doing them, but they're not experiencing. Yeah. People are having whole conversations with people and they don't actually experience the I conversation. Wonder, I wonder if this is like something to do with memory too. Yeah. Like I, I wonder if if their brains just Marks a lot of shit is not important. So as it's coming in, it's just going right out. I, I not staying. I, I think that too. I think that if you don't know that there is value in something, like you're not looking at it. Like you, it, it yeah. would it wouldn't matter to you. You would just write that shit right you, off. You would just write it off. It's crazy. Which is which is most people in most moments. Yeah, is writing it off as though it does. It does not matter. It does not stimulate. It doesn't get no. through to me. Like it doesn't actually compute. Yeah. That's, really, that's one of them things that in those states, off the off the shrooms, or like I can pick out thoughts, and like I can separate the ones that are just popping up and the ones that I have like 
brought mm. up. Like, um, it's hard to explain it with like. That's the, the point. It's is, hard to explain it with the straight words, but it's like some thoughts. I'm like, oh no, that's just a thought. That's not like my thought. Right, right, and I can, right. It's almost right. I can just like swat it away. Like, no, it's just a random thought. Boom, bling, bling, bling. Yeah, you you just interact with thought differently. Yeah, because you'd be like, boom, there was a thought. I'd be like, hmm, is there anything there? Be like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll take something from it. Maybe I won't. Yeah. Okay, let it go. And then if but if you need to sit down and think about something, you can legitimately sit down mm-hmm. and like think it through. Yeah, man. You can just again sit back and just let these sort of warring ideas kind of just like play off of each other and be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, but is it really though? Because this is, I don't know, that's not going to really work out. It seems like a good, like immediate thing, but in the long term, that may not really turn out very mm-hmm. well. Like, and you can just go through and think these, yeah. that's not what's going on in everyone's minds. Like it, it, it's not a thing. And so it makes so much sense. And I've met people and now things make, there's just making so much more sense. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Because I'm talking to people and they can't do it themselves, but in conversation, because they can hear a voice from someone else, they can learn through conversation, which is why therapy, conversation and asking of questions is the cornerstone of therapy. Because they can't ask themselves the questions. questions. They need someone else to ask them so they can hear it and be like, oh, That's the whole yeah. thing. And and that, that makes me think about that book, The Subconscious Mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, Subliminal. How sub- the subconscious yeah, mind, mind I, how I the wonder, subconscious rules I, the I mind. I just wonder if like, I have a strong connection to my subconscious mind to mm. where like, I almost I almost can turn the dials on it, too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't turn the dials on me. It's like I can, I'm in that process. I'm, I'm there while the subconscious mind is working, too. And I'm seeing all of it work together and then conscious me makes a decision and then you said and then conscious you makes a decision yeah yeah it does now does this feel like at this point does it feel like this is an effortful process or do you feel like it's like it's kind of just like a well-oiled machine that just kind of both both there's times when it's there's times when it's a process that i'm really hands-on with and then there's times when i don't if i know that I don't have time to make like I don't I'm, I'm at work I don't have time to really sit there and think <laughs> a certain process through. Mm-hmm. I've done the work already to where I can make a decision based off of what I thought through before. Okay, which you know I mean? would we just call that intuition? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. There's just points where you have to. That's what uh my friend Uzima was telling me the the book Blink from Malcolm Gladwell. I've talked about mm-hmm. him before. Yeah. Talking with Strangers was a good book. Yeah. Outliers is a great book. But there's this other one. They're all like bestsellers. But Blink yeah. is kind of about people relying upon their intuition, like doing something enough where like there there are gonna be times. This is actually kind of what I spoke about with uh, that guy, Charles Magnus Mm. or Magnus Charles, whatever his name is, the the chess player, where there are times in the game where hard calculation is just necessary. Like you can't get away from it. You're going to have to try to calculate the next like six or seven moves. But then there are other points in the game, very beginning, sometimes end game where it's just like muscle memory. Yep. Like it's just intuition and you're just moving the pieces. But that, that comes from the hard calculation right. from before. From before. And that built that in you to know, all right, I can I can listen to this. I, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good right now. That's like that's such a weird 
That's such a weird thing. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. So I, that is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I can break it down to something as easy as like fucking grilling chicken. Mm-hmm. Like there was times when I would really take my time and process each and every single step to the point of like I'm staring at the needle on the grill to where it's at a certain point and kind of playing with the, the knobs to know where to put the knobs at. You know, with the needle, like the thermo- like Yeah. The, yeah. yeah I, I, Thermometer. I, I'll purposely draw out this process to do something mm. that I know I can do in like 15, 20 minutes. So that way, when there's times when I have to do it in 15, 20 minutes, I don't have to think about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Like, I'll purposely, like, think things through that I don't necessarily feel like to. I have to. Yeah. So that way, when times when I don't have the time to do it, I know I don't, I don't have to. See, it's, I don't know. It's, and so I've always been, and this also is interesting is sometimes it's just like something that was there and it was just nurtured because I've, yeah. from when I was young and, I, and again, it takes time for you to be able to look back to be able to see all these small things that you've been interested in like your whole life. And like now it's like, oh, okay. I was looking for yeah. this the whole time. Like this, I was on this the whole time, but just in a premature sort of yeah. way. And one of them is since, again, per one of our listeners, sometimes people need to know what the connection is between the person that I'm talking to oh, on this pod yeah, and what yeah. it is. And I don't think we've ever talked about it. You and I became friends because, well, for various reasons, we had mutual friends and stuff like that, and right, it kind of right, came right. together. Maybe would have happened anyway. But as far as like our connection, we had fucking Miss Graham, SAT yep. prep, sophomore year, right? Yep. And we were just some nerds. And I don't know why <laughs> yeah. at that time, specifically yeah. for me, because I felt like you may have been a nerd longer than I was. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I yeah. got onto it a little bit later. Because yeah. I was too busy trying to be cool. Like I was I was still in, I was still trying yeah. to be a thug. Like I was getting out of my yeah. thug stages around ah, that time. Yeah. I still had some long camo t-shirts and yeah. some, I may even have had a chain around that time. Like I was still, still, I was still trying to get out of that. Yeah. But we would just go up to the front of the class and we would just come with like new brain teasers and puzzles that we had found online. We would just be in there thinking. And and just write them up on the board. And like she liked that and the the other students liked it. And we would just try to, we would just have a a brain teaser of the day. And that was only a semester, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a year. That should have been like a year long class. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun class. Shout out to Miss Graham. She was she was a real one. Always has been because I had her as a science teacher yeah. in like third grade or something yeah. back at Weems Elementary, and then I had her again back in high school. Yeah. So she's always a real one. Um, we were just thinking, like for we were just trying just, to think, just thinking. Just and like, funny, like it's funny to say, but we were literally in there just thinking, like that, that formula sat up in there. Oh yeah, that's sat crazy. up in there for I don't even know how many classes. That's crazy. I forget how many classes it was. It might have been even just one, two. I don't know. And that was weird. Like, what was it again? What was that that happened? She she was trying to. We were going over how to add up numbers in sequence. And mm. something something. I don't even know if it was you or me, but we were like, bro, there's got to be a way that like this can be figured out without having to go one plus two plus three plus four plus mm. five. This just started working on. There's got to be a formula. <laughs> Figured out that there really is a formula. X squared. Plus X, all that divided by two. So if you're counting up to six, you do six times seven 
divide that by two. Now you just added up all the numbers one through six. Mm. She showed her that, and she was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a wait a minute." Took that joint to like the teachers' lounge. Showed all, showed all the math teachers and was like, "Hey, yo, these niggas just made a formula. Like, what is going on in here?" That was crazy. Ah, oh, that's pretty yeah. dope. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Took it the, to the teachers' lounge. Yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. And so, and then later on in life, I got put on to a non-fictional character, mm. Sherlock Holmes. Okay. And immediately when I came across this character, it was a guy that not only was just intelligent, but he was intelligent. For for certain reasons, one I'm certain there was just some you know predisposed or predisposition he had, whatever his brain was big. I don't know, mm-hmm. but his attention to detail was immense. And the way they would like, he can see, yeah. he just sees everything. Yeah, he yeah. pays attention to everything. So when people would always say like, "How did you see that, Sherlock?" He'd be like, "You see it. You just don't observe." Mm-hmm. You can see it. Yeah. Your, your eyes we work. You can see it. You just don't observe. Yeah. And so he would solve all these crimes. If you ever watched any of his, any of the movies, yeah. any of the Robert Downey Jr. movies, or um, what's it do, Benedict Cumberbatch on BBC. Like I love all of the Sherlock Holmes, most of them. Uh, and then the books are awesome too. So I like read all of the original Sherlock Damn. Holmes, every single book that Damn. Sir Ar- Arthur Conan Doyle wrote a long time ago. Damn. And I was just. Like enthralled with this guy that just paid attention and could see things that other people couldn't see. And for some reason that resonated with me. And I was like, wow, why do I feel like, like there has, that has to be real. Like it's, maybe there's not a Sherlock, yeah. but there's, but that idea just opens up a spectrum already. Yeah. And so there are already people that can observe more than other people. So therefore that means that I'm able to slide amongst the scale. I don't yeah. have to be Sherlock, yeah. but it, but, the, but the idea, <laughs> but the idea opens up a spectrum of people that have levels or degrees of observation in this world. Right. And I can probably find ways of getting better at doing that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I found myself in life trying to do things since I'd already made the decision in my mind that I wanted to be closer to that, found myself making decisions to get closer to being someone that observed things more than other people. That's fire. And so that's that's a whole lot of what this is. And then I get to a point where I come across this guy, Russ Herbert, and I'm and I've now watched 17 hours of his work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have watched yeah. a whole clinical yeah. trial of a woman named Lena yeah. about an hour each just going through her figuring out that one, she has no inner monologue Man. when she thought that she did, which is the most interesting thing. People think that because they have so much going on in their mind and they can't shut off all these voices going on and all this yeah, all information this, constantly this running, they assume that they have an inner monologue and like that, that they are clearly the authors of their thoughts. Man. And that's just not the case. That's that's wild. I can I can catch myself getting into that mode, and then like the voice is like slow down, like what are we doing here? Like, what do you mean exactly when you say that? Um, if I start to feel like I'm like I have a lot of tasks in front of me to do, and I'm not really thinking them through, mm. 
not like how I was saying earlier, breaking them all down, but I just, I'm just doing shit. I can tell when I'm just doing shit because shit is not going the way that it's supposed to be going. Oh. I'll just start, just start dropping little shit, like yeah. drop something or I'll knock something over. I'm like, wait, I'm not being mindful right now. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. I'm not, I, th- these, these actions aren't, aren't calculated. I'm not, so I'm just like, hmm. Like, okay, yeah. Why am I not paying attention to what I'm doing right now? Right, yeah. right, right. And it's just an immediate indicator of slowdown. Yeah. Just like, just, yeah, just slow your ass yep. down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a good yeah. way of that's a good way of looking at it. It's almost like the, like the driver of the mind just had the jump and cruise control. Yeah, and but didn't have the hands on the wheel. And and, and driving like, oh. is the probably the best way of looking oh, at yeah. it because most people can uh, can understand the feeling of driving a car mm-hmm. and getting to your destination and not remembering the trip. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second. Like, I just drove the last 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Like, where did that drive go? Like, mm-hmm. I just, and it's, that's, so that's the whole point of everything I'm talking about is you're driving a fucking car on a the road. Machine. A machine on the road. Heavy machine. Going anywhere from 25 to 80 miles per hour. And you just didn't. And you're not even decisions. there driving the car That's you're on so autopilot because you're you because, but i understand because it. your brain has allowed because so maybe you're thinking because i can skillfully do this thing i'm yeah. going to use my brain to do other things to yes. try to like figure something else out I think that's a bad idea. Yeah, I mean that's how am I today on my way home on the Fairfax Parkway. This is a road where this is shit. This shouldn't even be happening on this road. Now that I think about it, when I when I drove past, I kind of laughed, but I felt bad because I was like, bro, that shouldn't happen here. I, I'm. It's like uh, it's just like. It's a good. It's just like the Parkway right here, the, the bypass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was there a car? A uh, little SUV, like a little Toyota Rav, whatever, upside down. <laughs> there was no other vehicles involved. It was upside down on the side of the road, and it wasn't even like it was like smashed up, like it had flipped. It was just it like was just upside down, it's just like, a car it's upside like, down. Like if a big hand just picked it up and just placed it, just, it upside just down. just place it upside down gently. Yeah, and I was just looking at it like, bro, like, and that's why it's easier to laugh at that because yeah. like, it doesn't look like anyone <laughs> really got hurt. It's just like, what is this? Because like you know how sometimes the guardrail would like start low and go up. It looked like yeah. somebody had just drove up that and just flipped their shit, not paying attention. <laughs> I drove past Ted like, bro. <laughs> And so, and so again, this so is I one of those. Hey, I hope nobody got up out of here. Cause oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd that, be terrible. But my thing is, with this knowledge, to me comes wisdom and, and empathy and compassion because I realize that people have a very hard time describing their experience with with words. Yeah, they they again can't describe things they weren't there for. They is a lot of them don't have an inner monologue to work things through, so they're just going to be in a tight spot when it comes to most things because they haven't had enough conversation to be able to like externalize thoughts and have things bounce back to them and have to really wrestle with ideas that way. Because as soon as a thought comes to the mind, again, as I said to you before, the first thought to the mind wins for a lot of people. So as soon as it gets there, bing, that's the thought, and that's it. There is no struggle. There's no adversary. Like that lady, you know, who shot, who ran, ran over the niggas in front of Walmart. Oh, right, right, because she, texting. quote unquote, caught her man cheating on her on the phone and tried to hit him and ended up hitting a bunch of other people. Right. Sometimes you see someone. 
like I've seen people make a decision. I've yeah. seen like a thing happen, like yeah. the catalyst, yeah. and then someone make a yeah. decision. And I'm like, whoa, that was you made that decision too yeah. fast. Yeah, like, I've done it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. whoa, hold on a yeah. second. Nah, nah, yeah. you you made that decision way too. There was no buffering time. No, there was no loading. There was no like, mm-mm. you just acted yeah. straight off of impulse. And yeah. and your intuition or instinct ain't sharp enough no. to just make that decision. Because now we're now cleaning up after you <laughs> for making that decision. You know, and so when people, when you see people make decisions so impulsively like that, you think they didn't have another choice. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's yep. a weird discussion. And I had that discussion with Blaze here when she was on the podcast because, and she was like, I feel like that that kind of thinking kind of takes away the autonomy of people. And this is why this is a struggle to have this conversation with people because you may not want to hear this about yourself. True. And that and that's a rough one. You may not True. want to hear this about yourself that you're on autopilot a lot of the time. Yeah. And that you're just making decisions and you don't have enough time. You don't have the emotional regulation and the thought pro- and the refined thought process to be able to like sit and like listen and let something process through and then make a level-headed decision about something. You don't have that time. Yeah. Something happens and you just say something immediately, yeah. or you just do something you just immediately. Do it, man. But it, it, I can't even hate because I mean there was times I was like that. No, I'm no. Yeah, it's it's not. That's what that's the yeah. that's where the compassion comes in. Yeah, it's like, like I understand. I understand. I understand what's not happening there. Yeah, like I get it. Like I can't be mad at you. I see that yeah. you know and. It's like you damn. know I I I always try to open up these things to. Because you'll understand it if you think about like children yep. or you think about people with cognitive impairments. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little slow. You yeah. see what I'm saying? But like, because the thing is, people are or very, people, very yeah. easy to be compassionate towards someone that's on quote unquote the spectrum. Yep. You on that spectrum too. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and that's the that's the part where people try to like take themselves away. It's like, oh well, listen, they're on the spectrum. We can't like you have to be compassionate. You have to be but it's like yeah. someone that you don't see to be on quote unquote the spectrum, you yeah. don't give them that same leeway. No. But they are we're all on a, a spectrum. spectrum. We're all somewhere. And so when someone makes a sort of decision, you're just like, oh no, you should have but and you just get up in arms about it. You're doing the same But you're doing the same thing. They could have very well just not had that option. But you just assume that they should have because they're above the age 25 or something. Like for some reason, once someone gets to a certain age, like you just look at them as something that ought to be infallible. And, think, yeah, and, and just and just wise and but that's just that's not the world that we live in. No, people, everybody's just an older ass. They're 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 an baby. older yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just an old older baby. child. Yeah, just an old yeah. They're an older child. Yeah, they're a forty year old child, a fifty year old child. Yeah, that's that's all that's happening here. That's exactly it, what's it's, happening. It's um it's very fascinating. So with this. Completely non, uh, sort of uh, sensationalized 
videos that I've been watching, going back to the sensationalism yeah. of things, it's just these people on like the either either it's before or after the, the quarantine. So you can catch some where they're in a room doing okay. it. Some are through like Skype or Zoom. But it's the I could see why people would not be interested in it, especially in this day and age. Cause there's no this from raw data. It's raw data. Yeah. There's there's no clickbait thumbnail. Yeah. There's there's no aha moment like see you don't have inner monologue. Oh my god, I but, don't have it. Like there's, yeah. there's, but there's, they don't even really know what that means. But they don't have. Well, I mean, they they kind of like walk through it and kind of you can see it, it's a long progression and it's a it's a long game. Mm-hmm. It's a long, steady realization of not having inner monologue or or knowing that you're not really an experiencer of life. Because to be honest with you, the inner monologue, inner monologue thing, like that is, it is interesting to think about. And there's certainly people that don't have it and things can be very difficult for them. But then on the other side of the spectrum, things can be difficult for people with inner monologue because yeah. that voice untamed can get in the way. There are people that read, and if you don't have inner monologue, you might read that book much faster than the person that has inner monologue and is one, as they're reading the words, they're like saying the words over top of the words, which is kind of like jumbling up and getting, and it's causing like a traffic jam as they're trying to read because they're hearing their voice say the word as they read the word. And then not only that, but then a bunch of thoughts come up and then they start overthinking like what's going on in the book. And then you have to go back up to the top of the page because you've just been thinking the whole time you've been reading. And so that's what happens when your brain is untamed. Right. With someone with inner monologue. Um, Now, this is sort of like an ignorance is bliss type of deal, because someone was asking me, do you feel like people without inner monologue may be happier? Because they don't have to deal with the rigmarole of like going through a bunch of ideas in their mind and like sometimes trying to like decipher a bunch of ideas and sift through a bunch of thoughts can be painstaking. It can be an arduous task to do, which may cause a bunch of stress and undue suffering for thoughtful people. Yeah. So that's the ignorance is bliss discussion. My thing with that is I I could see it either way. I could see you being very thoughtful person and not having uh, not taming your thoughts. So therefore not having mindfulness. And then therefore you're just someone that has constant thoughts, complex ideas running through their mind, calculations all day long. And it takes a fucking toll on you. I could see see you being that person with inner monologue that's really thoughtful in taming your mind. And just in just being peaceful like in, in just being able to just interact with the thoughts the way you want to. That's how it happens. I could also see you being on the other end of the spectrum with no inner monologue, not being a very thoughtful person and not having to deal with the excavation of a bunch of ideas and trying to figure out what is life and how you fit inside of all of it. And so you don't have to deal with that that flavor of suffering, if that's even what you want to call it. Yeah. But then the type of suffering that you deal with is 
So now you don't think about those things, which is great because you don't have the burden of those thoughts. But now you also go through life and your life sucks in a bunch of ways because there are a bunch of things happening to you in the external world and you can't fix them because you don't have the tools that it takes to think through the solutions. Yep. So I could see or you purposely run from the thinking. Right, right. Exactly. Same so so of, again, spectrum. Yeah. Spectrum of all this sort of stuff. So ultimately I think it pays to be a mindful person. Yeah. No matter if you have the inner dialogue or not going on. Yeah, I think eventually you're gonna learn to tame your mind if you're a mindful person. Like if you have that right. type of thought process, you're gonna get there. Right. You're gonna you're gonna learn how to really tame that mind through a lot of different avenues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's a, it's a ton of stuff. We started with the psychedelics. For me, you know, med- meditate. It's just oh, yeah. meditation is fire. just. It's like it's just. <sighs> I've been meditating at work a little bit. Not even a little bit. What, a lot what of do it. you What do you do, and what does it look like? And by the way, before I let you finish that question, um, or finish that answer, I've been inspired by those descriptive uh, experience sampling because something very, very interesting is happening on those, which is Mm -hmm. people, like a couple people are asking people questions, really trying to figure out about their human experience. And it may be frustrating for them at certain points, trying to trying to put into words what they experience on a day to day basis, because no one ever asked them questions about their experience. But it shows you that no one ever fucking asked questions about people's experience. Like we just have this weird way of talking to one another where like people say words and then I say words that. Like hopefully are appropriate to the words that you that just relate, said. That kind of relate to what but you sometimes said. people say things that are completely unrelated and they're not really it's just yeah. like words going back and forth and people are just saying things just to respond. But people very rarely ask you what like tell me exactly what you mean by that. Because and there's there is a time constraint out which I also understand, which a lot of times you just not gonna have the time to be really yeah. trying to get down to like what do you really mean when you say these words? Because maybe we're using the, that one word in two different ways. That happens a lot. And so therefore I'm thinking one thing and you're thinking another. Like two different conversations. Happen. And we're having two different exactly conversations. So like yeah. I need to know like what that word means to you. So then we can get on the same page about that word and then we can continue the conversation. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to bring that back here in some way. And in a lot of ways, I'm going to be honest with you, when people talk, a lot of the time what they say doesn't actually make sense to me. <laughs> and so what I'll do a lot of the time, depending upon what it is and what the time is looking like and maybe what the content is and how deep or how emotionally like heavy it may be. Sometimes I'll back away. Sometimes I, I like, I'll, I'll maybe I'll ask like a like a, a pseudo deep question to try to like unearth something that they're talking about. Or sometimes I just I just won't, and I'll just laugh it off and just like let it let go it rock. because the, yeah maybe yeah, just that. like maybe just the flow of the conversation is more important than really getting into that one thing. But I definitely want to ask people more questions about what it is they're actually talking about when they're speaking and trying to get more into like what they're what their experience is like, because these, right. people's experiences are very, very interesting. They're very unique and we don't give enough time to try to get into them. And so that, yep. that's kind of what happens to me when I talk to people. 
because I like to really get into what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I'll get caught up having trying to have a forty-five minute conversation with somebody who was just trying to talk for five minutes. Yeah, but no. Were these people? Were they? Were they getting better? Like, were they noticing and then trying to get? But I don't know. Or is it, is it Some, something that just didn't exist? One, I think it takes constant work. Yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. getting something that is an hour long, 14 sessions, you know, weekly. But I think in order for something like that to be strengthened, it needs to be like a culture. Like you have to be around mm-hmm. people because once they get off from there, no one again is asking them these questions. Oh, yeah. It's just like in and out. It's just you're in and out. And okay. yeah, like so you sometimes yeah, right. like they, it they is a thing that you get to practice. Yeah, because no one's yeah. asking you those questions because we over like we hyper intellectualize things. So again, someone will ask you, okay, um, like so what happened when you saw this picture of this person online? You'd be like, Oh, well, I got kinda I got kinda angry when I saw it and you know, I said, holy shit, like this person is stupid. <laughs> It'll be like, OK, well, when you one, when you said those words, did you say them aloud or did you say them in your head? It'd be like, oh, well, I said it in my head. And they'd be like, OK, so you said it in your head. Was it in your voice? It'd be like, um, <laughs> I don't know if it was like if it was in my voice. They were like, did the words come up in sequence? Like, holy shit, this person is stupid. Or was it or did it all come at the same time? <laughs> like, was it like a sentence on a page or like words being dropped right. on a page? And they'd be like, well, it's kind of just like one thing that came at once. And they're like, okay. So are you, so was it actually the words that came that you understood all at once? Oh, or was it a feeling that yeah. overcame you and you put words, are, on. put words on top of it? And they're like, okay, well, I guess it was more so like that then. So again, they're not necessarily being yeah. the author of no. these words, like mindfully putting the words together. I want to say to myself for some reason, holy mm-hmm. shit, this person's stupid. It's just like, a, boom, like an idea just popped in. And so they thought that they authored those words. Right. And it, it's it's just, it's just, it's very, very, you know, fascinating to think about these things, but I, I think it takes I think it takes a, a ton of work to like keep going through this time and time again and be able to understand that not maybe you're not only a person that is not someone with inner monologues or dialogue, but you're just not really an experiencer. Yeah. Like I've yet to just hear someone say, like, so what was that experience like? Because to be honest, if they did with me I think it would be a much simpler thing. Like if they asked me, yeah. like, what were you experiencing in this moment? It would be something very simple, like, well, you know, I could feel the extremely smashed cushion underneath my ass right. that really just leads to hard wood. It, it <laughs> <laughs> I felt the cold in the air. Right. I felt 
I could sense myself See. speaking. I could I could feel the words coming out of my mouth, my lips coming together, my tongue on my teeth. I could hear myself coming back to myself through the headphones, like that type yeah. of experience, but like telling see, you exactly. The, how, how early of a memory do you have? Like how far back can you remember? Do you think? Probably... Not further back than, and even these are really, really vague. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. Something like that, like year or so before, right? A kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I don't know if people can remember back even that far. Yeah, I definitely. I, I can I remember when I, I remember memories from when I was like three and like two years old, like. Mm place where i was yeah what was going on right what i thought what was happening and i got older and i realized what was really happening mm. and i think it has something to do with memory too mm. I, I don't know like, like like a computer with like a bigger hard drive right and maybe that's what it is too no there's i mean there's definitely a, i mean this the, people always you know go back and forth between nature and nurture as, right. as you know we're concerned like where how we come up in this world and you know, you're just going to bounce back and forth. I'm certain there's there's just huge components in both of those, right. and some of those override some of those in certain aspects and, and whatever. Like, and when you remember stuff, you can you can vividly see it, you can hear it. Like, all your senses of a memory come back like that, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I, if I need to remember where yeah. something is, like, I'll just, I'll, you know, you sort of Ex look up. Exactly, and, you're just like, and I'm like, oh, I had it over here because yeah. I was doing this. and yeah. But like, there's people that can't even see memory. Like they don't, they don't visually. Right. They can't, they can't visualize things. Right. So right. So right. I'm like, maybe the brain doesn't have enough room to pack those memories in with them, or the people that like people who don't remember faces. Mm. That's people that don't remember faces. Uh, damn. Like, I think it. I think it has something strong to do with memory on top of mindfulness. And when you can pack, if you have a great memory and you practice mindfulness, I think that's where you get that. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, memory is a huge. Yeah, that that's very very true. But you know what? That's very very true. You know I mean? Because I'm thinking about it the way that I used to talk about, like matching games. Like yep. you spread out like 25 oh, cards, what? and you flip a card over. It's like oh, it's got an apple. And you flip another one, it's got a truck. Okay, right. didn't get that match. You put it back over. And then you keep flipping them. You're just like, oh, you get an apple over here. Maybe like three turns later, it's like, oh, I remember where that apple was. And you yeah. put it here. Some people are very terrible at that game. Some people yeah. are better at that game. Spatial, you know, like spatial yeah. reasoning and all that sort of stuff goes exactly. into it. Some people have just like these photographic memories. Like you can just, you can see where it was before. Yeah. Like it just comes back that easily. And I think that that is so fundamental to getting better in life. You're right. Because if I do something today <laughs> and it doesn't go right. Like you say, if I go to the store <laughs> and I get my ass whooped. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. I can't keep going back to that store. <laughs> I have to remember they're going to kick my ass over there, bro. <laughs> so, and, and, and that's it. Maybe so sometimes it has to be something as traumatic as getting your yeah, ass whooped. Yeah. But, but if something goes wrong with me today, tomorrow I'm going to try to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I have yeah. to remember 
what I did that didn't go right, that wasn't yeah. conducive to living well, uh-huh. right? So, so uh, and that goes into so much. It, it goes into hypocrisy. Yeah. It goes back into the fucking pilgrims coming over here and, and Christopher Columbus and them trying to escape England and then fucking over the indigenous people in the same way. You can't see that you doing the same <laughs> shit that you just ran away from or you don't give a fuck enough about it. Because now you top dog over here. I don't know which one it is. But it's like when somebody you used to get the frying in groups and then somebody fry you and then somebody else laughs you like, oh, what you laughing at? <laughs> so you, you gotta you gotta flip them, you gotta flip the table. You gotta you and, gotta get your dub. And so I've seen people make decisions and then what seems like to me the same situation come up later on. Right. But they can't detect the same qualitative mm. components that are in both of those things. Then they're like, it's a different day. It's a different place in a different time with maybe a different person. So they can't draw the parallels. They're like, well, it's a different place, a different time. Different. How was I supposed to know? And the answer is, well, fuck, you're right. How were you supposed <laughs> to know? Because you can't see the, to me, the very obvious parallels between that thing and this thing, but yeah. they match. They just look like, different. Like, you know how well, we, when we break down like situations to just bare bones, take away the name. Okay, you did this and this happened. The same thing keeps <laughs> happening. And then that happens because you did, it's just the same line. But it all comes back. But if you can't think it through internally, no, then how are you supposed to get any better? Nope. If you don't, if you don't have someone around you, and this is where it gets to a point of all of us failing each other. Oh. Because if you realize that people internally cannot churn through ideas in this sort of way that we're talking, this high level way that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. which most people can't. And there are studies to that. I don't want to say prove that because that's not, but, but that suggests that, that heavily suggests that. Yeah. Then it has to come from an external source, meaning it has to come from other people. Right. The issue is, is that once you gain knowledge and wisdom, a lot of times you just start being quiet. Yeah. Because you, can- you'll, you'll now, I think it's, I think that a lot of the conversation I've had on this podcast boils down to all of this stuff. Like it's all, it's all interconnected. It's one big gumbo, one big yep. cocktail, because I don't want to give unsolicited advice, which I've talked about on here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just walk with people and just start telling people, I'm not, do that ain't happening for no. me no more. <laughs> but question asking is different, which again is the cornerstone of therapy. Because you can kind of get, you, get, get you the, just get the ask the turn. question. I don't need you to, to change nothing right now, but if I yeah. ask you some questions which nobody asked before and you haven't been able to ask yourself, you're right. going to leave our exchange and you're going to walk off and you're going to be like, huh. Hmm. Well, that is an effective strategy a lot of the times. It's the only strategy. To, to like <laughs> conflict resolution, um, even just things like when you want to get somebody to just understand a certain idea or a way about doing something. 
it's the like it's it's the bro it's the only it's the only thing like you just you you gotta live in your truth do your thing the minute you try to start like prying things open and pushing people towards things forcing things it's not going people gonna nope. clam up they're gonna be like eh, no nah, what you trying to do like why are you trying to manipulate me like it's it's weird mm-hmm. question asking yeah it's something question weird. asking with with genuine open and honest curiosity but that's because you, you're like me in the sense that you want to know like, what that brand is thinking right so you're trying to get to the reasoning behind they why they came to that decision making in the first place so you're like so when that person like cut you off, like what was it? Not, did it remind you of something from the past, or like what did you think was gonna happen, like afterwards? Yeah, it's. I mean, cutting people off—that's a very interesting one too, because I think a lot of people don't like the idea of being behind, being left behind, being taken advantage yeah. of, and it's like if that person cut me off, and they got ahead. Like they're in a place that they don't quite deserve to be. Like they yeah. they they got there yeah. with ill intent. They got then, there by cheating, by like a shortcut. It wasn't fair. And I mean, I rarely get cut off because like I always see it coming. Right. I'm always like it's something about driving, bro. I see mm. I see these people I see the moves before they even know they're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I know how these people are gonna drive before they even like I'm rarely surprised on the road, right? And I think that just comes from inner mind, inner dialogue, monologue, just being mindful. Yeah, and driving is the best uh, metaphor for life, always. Yeah. So, so just like you probably aren't too, you know, surprised by people just walking around in everyday life either. Mm-hmm. So, you said I'm very rarely <laughs> cut off. Yeah. Because I see them so clearly, you probably create space. You allow it to happen. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you are in some way a conductor. Yeah, you see people doing things in life. You know how it's going to go, and you just you allow a things to percent, happen. A thousand percent, like, right? Yeah. And someone was telling me the other day, and and, and this is something a lot of people don't want to do because a lot of people are about the fight. Whatever the fight is that they're fighting, they're about the fight. Yep. Whatever that oh, fight is for them. Especially now. <laughs> Whatever just, that fight is. out here fighting. And <laughs> so, you know, I was telling someone, I think it was about the boss thing, the boss pissing them off and, you know, and they're going through all this fucking anxiety about it. And I'm like, you have to overcome your thoughts about this. And they were like, no, see, Earl, you and this, I'm paraphrasing, but they were saying, you're kind of talking about rolling over, like, like allowing. It sounds like th- that. It does. From. And I get it, right? Yeah. Like you completely, like you that's. take that, away the thought process. That is a fair, that is like, that is a valid, um, you know, retort. Right. Like that is rolling over. You're allowing them to get their way. JP was saying that on the last episode, like, oh, so now you're going to allow someone to come in and just cut on the lights in the sauna or, you know, play music or whatever. Like you're you're allowing people to disturb your peace. Right. And again, like I said, that is valid. Mm -hmm. 
I think we can get further into that conversation. I was getting ready to say, because like, I think also for you, you probably decide to think, okay, well, why does that bother me that somebody turns on the lights? Why does that even bother me in the first place? I don't know. Like, it's just lights. Like, okay, lights are on now. Let's do the sauna with the lights on now. Let's do now. We that's, have the sauna with the lights yeah, on. That's like, bro. That for me, like another little example. I've been to Subway like times, and if they get my sandwich wrong right in front of me, like I'm the type to just be like, okay, I guess I'm gonna try that today. It's not because <laughs> it's not because like I, I'm just like gonna let them just give me whatever I want. It's yes. just. I'm just not going to fight the idea of, man, throw all that bullshit away, <laughs> start my sandwich over right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to create a little uh, minuscule conflict with somebody making my food right in front of me. Yeah. Like, it, again, it's it's not something yeah. that I'm allergic to. Yeah. I can fix this problem. If I really don't I, like the olives, I can just take them off. Right. I can can just open the sandwich and take them off. And and that's the thing. But people would say, no, it's their job to get the shit right. They need to get my sandwich right. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Okay. Like, and what you're saying isn't wrong. Yeah. It is their job. I think it's the way I look at people, too. Yeah. That's just a robot to make my fucking sandwich. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, that's just a dude at work, bro. He's not doing it on purpose. He could he could be thinking about some other things, which he probably is. He put yeah. the wrong thing on the sandwich. But again, who knows? I don't, this might happen for me to start liking olives I right may, now. Yeah, maybe I don't like this sandwich. Yeah. Maybe I've been eating the same sandwich for too long. Like I'll think about it that way. Like, oh, maybe I was supposed to try something new. Like that okay. happened to me yesterday. Cold Stone. I always get what people think is the <laughs> nastiest thing in the world. Yeah. It's like mint banana mm-hmm. with Reese's peanut butter cups and gummy bears in it. Right. It make any sense? I know, but I love it. <laughs> and. They didn't have that on the menu yesterday. Like they did, they didn't have what, right. I, what I wanted. Or no, no, they did have that. They, I was looking for a sorbet. Oh, babe, yesterday but, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you were like. <laughs> oh, I know you was like. Okay. Yeah, but I was just like, I was just like, oh, they have lemon sorbet. Like they don't have the raspberry or the other ones that they usually have. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'm getting, ra- I guess I'm getting lemon today, yeah. and I'm just gonna throw some gummy bears in that one. Yeah. Like that's just what it. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I'm not about to eat this ice cream and fucking choke and die because it, it was. <laughs> it it just, it just doesn't this is, matter. This is why when like when I had that, it just everything just is. It just it, it just is. It just is. It's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It, it, it's, it's just hard to, to, to get there. It's hard. It's yeah to get to that place. Because like it is really hard to get to that place because shit niggas is sturdy. Mm-hmm. Just stepping into like fully stepping into it, so it's also hard to kind of get people to get there too. Right, we're just not getting here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So for I sure, for sure. So at the for same sure. time, that's why I don't walk around like preaching it all day. No, like I used to. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. There's a point where preaching is just natural. Yeah, like there's a point where it's going to happen. Like you, you come, you stumble across something that is awesome, and you want to show other people yeah. that it's awesome. Yeah, and you know, it's just, it's just you learn. In time, that's just not the no. way it's, it's going to be. You can't. I think I've said it before, but you can't teach understanding. Mm. Like I can't get somebody to understand something. I can only tell them my experience. Right. And hopefully, by me telling them where I'm at, they'll kind of be like, "Hmm. Well, I want to start making small decisions to see if I can get there too." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like how how is it that none of this shit bothers him? Like how how like mm. dudes at work will be like, "You just have a good ass attitude." It's not like I'm walking around all like, hey, hey, right. happy day. Like, I'm not, yeah. No, I'm. this is a good attitude. I don't, I'm not in there complaining about anything. 
Now I might talk shit about like what's fucked up here, mm. but I'm I'm doing that in a good attitude, it's, right? It's yeah, yeah. At yeah. the same time, you're making like playful, maybe yeah. facetious, but yeah. also direct observations about yeah, things. Yeah, I was but... like, man, at the end of the day, man, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go home tonight, and I'll see this place tomorrow. Because <laughs> where I'm at right now, everybody they do not like it. <laughs> I don't. It's funny because like I do not yeah, like it. I'm just, I'm just telling them like, man, this this is easy. We're on an easy project, but that's rough. Yeah, it's fun. They though. just they just no no no. What I'm saying is like you know, like them them not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I've I've also of you know. We can get to the invisible life of Addie LaRue, but, you know, some of my most interesting and like compelling thoughts about being an eternal being has has mostly been has mostly been one. Like you're going to continue to change and over time, you I mean, you probably know who knows how many languages like you like your just scope of the world is going to change in in a way you, you would never be able to understand. But you would but you're also going to have to watch people die and you're going to have to watch your loved ones die you're going to have to have love lose love yep. like you're gonna like this cycle is going to have right? to happen but honestly where i'm at now i th- i think we would fuck with being an eternal being. i would i was getting ready to say bro i like, would i would be fine i'm with it <laughs> exactly I'm, bro, I'm, so I'm, I'll, be, I'll be fine totally fine i'll be fine bro i mean as long as i'm not now Just floating in space when the earth is gone <laughs> that might get a little stupid maybe but maybe not maybe not because you know something because i was thinking about boredom the other day and this is something that sill and i had spoken about i think yeah. the first time i had spoken about it on here is you know someone said to me the other day it was actually the guy that told me about ayahuasca he was like oh i was i was putting in like tips, mm-hmm. you know, so you just just filing in tips on uh, like an Excel spreadsheet for oh. for our servers and server oh. assistants and stuff like that. Okay. And he was like, oh, this must be the most boring part of your job. And I was like, you don't even want to know. <sighs> but but he, but he had just got done like the day before telling me about we were talking about ayahuasca and, oh, and, okay, and, yeah. and, and yoga and meditation and all these things. So I was I felt more uncomfortable having this conversation with him. Yeah. And I was like, you know. Blank, blank, not gonna say his name, but you know, I, I don't, I don't experience that word anymore. No. Like I don't, boredom, <laughs> yeah. like it's such a fucking mind blowing experience even thinking about evolution and the fact that there was a point in time in which the word boredom not only made sense in an abstract sense, Right, like as an idea, right. a term with a definition, and you'd be like, "I, I feel bored. I feel understimulated. I feel like tired of this. I feel antsy. I feel like I want it. Like I'm, I'm not excited about whatever's in front of me. Right. I'm not. I, I'm not well because going to the definition, I am not welcome of what is presenting itself to me because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It is, um, you know." tiredness of repetition tedious repetition and loathsomeness of of unwelcome presentation pretty much right and so just like you talked about me being in the sauna like why does the lights being cut on like bother me so much it's the same thing you look at whatever's going on in front of you and you think 
why am I unwelcoming of this presence of whatever is presenting right. itself? Why am I unwelcoming of it? Why am I not welcomed of it? My little sister um, talked about this a long time ago. We were at dinner and she was like, yeah, you know, I'm just not like a person that likes a lot of things in this world. Like, I just don't like a lot of things. And I think that that's completely OK to not like a bunch of things. And I thought you cannot like whatever you don't want to like. That's fine. Like, I don't care about that. Do you think that it might be advantageous to try to find ways of liking those things? Because as far as I'm concerned, that kind of amounts to your quality of life. And if okay. if you're exposed to 10 things in life, clearly that's no one's yeah. life. But if you're exposed to 10 things in life and you dislike eight of them, your life sucks. Right. Like your life, yeah, your yeah. life is, you sucks. 20 percent. Like, like, right. And like you have to take like you have to engage with all 10 of these things. It's not like you can only do these two these two things. You have to engage with most of these things. Okay. Wouldn't it make sense to, if you could, try to find some sort of portal, some sort of key, some way to engaging with those other eight things in a way that may open yourself to enjoying them a bit more? Because if you did, then your life would just, your quality of life would just yeah. augment exponentially in that right. way. So and life right. isn't 10 things. It's a bit trillion. It's an innumerable amount of things that you can engage with. Yeah. And at every single point in time, something is there. All the time. And so the guy was saying, yeah, you know, you got to do this thing like every day. You know, like you do. You come here and you do this thing every day. And I'm like, that's ah, another way you're framing it. I am not the same person I was yesterday. <laughs> So I see what you mean by like I come here, but it's like a yeah. different version of I, first yeah. of all. It's a different day. It's a different day with a completely different mix of factors in the entire universe, let alone this place, yeah. right? And then the, the thing in itself, the, the, the who I'm interacting with, like all of those are different if you can observe. Yes. If you're just looking at it and you just see it with your eye, that may be different. Yeah. Then it's the same thing. If you're observing what life is on a day-to-day -day basis, yep. it's always different. Oh, yeah. So in that way, life is new every day. That's a perspective. It sounds nice coming out of my mouth. Yeah. I like to think of it Clearly as, probably makes no sense to a ton of people, or at least sound, you don't feel it. This might be a whole big, broad idea, but I, I look at it as uh, every single moment is just like a um, you're experiencing a memory. Because mm. like everything we just talked about is just memory now. Yes. So it's like, damn, I'm I'm here. It's mindfulness just <laughs> yeah. in, a, in yeah. different words. Yeah, it's basically. mindfulness. Yeah, it's it's mindfulness it's hard to be, heightened. It's hard yeah. to be bored if you're just mindful. It's very hard <laughs> because it's because just not the, thinking because, about something. Right. You're just not. You're just, you're, you're not engaged. Yeah. That's what it is. I, exactly. And I found that um, I think there was a study on it too that people with like ADHD like they might get like sleepy at random times not because they're tired just because their mind is bored mm. they're not thinking they're not engaging so you're trying to go see what's going on in the brain so there'll be times like when i'm in class like and like the teacher might be talking like the most boringest teacher like he's just very monotonous just talking mm. talking 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 I'll, I'll catch myself to like starting to get sleepy and I, and i know what's going on i'm like oh i'm not i'm not engaging right now with what's going on so then i just start getting super mindful 
what's around me what are these people wearing what's he really talking about let me read the like i can snap out of it real quick because i know what's going on i'm mindful of what's happening yeah 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 you get to you you get to be the observer yeah 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 i go yeah i go into that observer mode yeah that's what it is it's 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 observer mode Mm -hmm. i think that so i know like when you're doing like a task like that i'm sure you find all kind of ways to just i'm i'm just doing the thing yeah that's 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 all I'm, I'm just doing the thing that's it i'm just trying to do the thing as best as i can do it right and that's what i want to bring back to to this i'm just trying to do this thing for as long as this thing is recording trying to do the best at this thing as i can possibly do mm-hmm. and then when i get done with this i might read for a second when i when i read i'm just going to be reading the book right like that that's all i'm going to be doing right i'm I, that's all i'm going to be focused on is the book and then i'm going to close the book and then when i'm closing the book i'm going to be doing it but everything brushing my teeth is like that washing my face is like that. It <laughs> so so it doesn't matter yeah. how like the thing doesn't have to be grand it doesn't no. have to be like a big thing and so that's where i don't think well, all this came from maybe being an eternal being and floating in space once the earl once the the earth mm-hmm. implodes or explodes then or whatever. I'm just gonna be floating. But I feel like as long as I have my mind, I'll, like you, yeah. there's no, there's nothing you can do with me. I was getting there's no say, way you can put me because as long as I can just close yeah. my eyes or just look around, like I'll never be bored. I, I was gonna say, I, I know. Um, I was gonna ask you, like if for some reason you had to go to solitary confinement, I feel like you'd be fine. Yeah, I'm just. Gonna- I, but but at the same time, I like it, that they left you there for like 20 years. I don't think you would come. You wouldn't come back the same to them. No, you, no, you would. No, you would no. definitely look like you up out of here. Yeah, but you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be. I'd be the same way. I'd be fine. Oh yeah, throw me in there. I'll keep myself busy. Yeah, like I'll just be. In, and I'm certain I'll. I'll come out, and it may be very different. Now I know they. <laughs> they say that things change for you in there, mm-hmm. but I wonder. It's because they're if, keeping. They their brain adjusts. Into keeping themselves busy, right? And they get locked into that mode, and then, I, I, yeah, yeah. See, see, I have no idea what that's like because they, yeah. they say that because don't they they call it like the bing? Yeah, the bing. Because there's a point where your brain sort of bings, yeah, like bing. it just like things yeah. sort of snap and things yeah. are not quite the same, yeah. you know, anymore. And I don't know if that if a lot of that is geared towards the lack of inner monologue and they're lacking the external. Yeah. Right dialogue, so therefore they're not working with the things in their brain anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be different towards a very high level cognitive functioning, inter monologue having mindful mm-hmm. human. That might yeah. be a different experience yeah. for them. But like Khalif Browder, like when he came out, he said that like all of a sudden he was talking to himself. That was someone that was was he that wrongfully was, accused? He or? was he was wrongfully accused and held in there because of a prior like conviction, um, and they were trying to force him into like pleading guilty, which would have locked him up even longer, and he, mm. he just wouldn't. So they kept pushing his case back. So he was basically on trial, kept getting beat up while he was in jail. So they just put him in solitary confinement, and he was there for like almost solitary for like what two years almost, maybe Ooh, more. Whoa! But he was super young too. He was like a minor going through this. And it changed his mind. He it, he just changed him. He said he, when he got out, he was like talking to himself, and like he knew that there was something he thought wrong with him. Mm. Uh, maybe he just learned that he he was having inner inner monologue, inner dialogue. Mm. That's interesting. 
I mean, it, it changed him for the worse. He ended up, you know, you know yeah. getting himself up out of here. Right, right, right. But that's what opened up the whole conversation of like solitary confinement. It's not good for humans because they didn't have any simul- similar simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is interesting. Huh. Yeah, so someone was telling me about this show called was it like Nine Perfect Strangers, Seven Perfect Strangers, something nice. like that on Netflix, starring Nicole Kidman. There's there's mad famous people in that show. Okay, well, but I, I but I believe it's about a group of people that go to like some sort of retreat and they all microdose for like a week, hmm. and they're like trying to work out a bunch of you know issues and trauma and things like that. Yeah, and I believe that there's some family members, and they had a family member that had committed suicide. Yeah. And they were all sort of blaming each other, like, you weren't there for him, or like, you kind of used to make fun of him about this, blah, blah, blah. So they're pointing fingers. And this person, because I didn't watch the show, but this person was telling me that somewhere in the show, they, you know, they were sort of tripping together. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that this person's spirit kind of presented itself to them in their minds. Mm-hmm. And the way it was presented was this person came back and was telling them, listen, guys, this has nothing to do with any of you. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to do this anymore. So I left Earth. Right. And again, all these things, a lot of what we're talking about today sounds good, maybe through the microphones, but it takes a, a certain type of understanding to really just think, oh, how much of our suffering is just because we don't know how to deal with like we're just creating narratives running with them pointing fingers and talking shit but if they could come back and tell us if they could come back for a few seconds and just talk to us and be like hey you guys are really really arrogant to think that this has anything to do with any of you i made this decision completely you know, extracted, detached from anything going on with you all. Yeah, like you all gave, you all were great people. Yeah, had a great life. Yeah, you made fun of me a few times. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you weren't there when I needed. You. That's fine. That's not why. That's yeah. not why though. And for that to be presented amongst a group of people that needed that, and to be able to kind of like have those super corrosive ideas dissolve, and then come back in the fold with each other and be like, oh shit, like, yo, my bad, bro. I'm so fucking sorry. (laughs) It's those types of moments where I'm like, damn, could I get my family to try some? Like, because I'm listening to fucking uh, Pride is the Devil by J. Cole and he's talking about got some aunties and some uncles that's too proud to give apologies. You know, like, it's, like, there's so many just these dumb, weird, invisible, make-believe things that just like, if you could just see how stupid they are, they like block you from being loving towards people right. or like, oh my just gosh, like it, it's so... Break down that ego that ego thinking and just, just see it, like see that raw data idea. And... Specifically speaking for black and brown people, mm-hmm. I think it'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be amazing because going back as well, because all this stuff just circles and circles and yeah, circles yeah. as is life. I was listening to Kendrick some more. You know that album? I'm still playing it. Oh, yeah. Um, mostly classical music, but every once in a while I'll hop back to like that album is really good. I was listening to uh, Mother Eye Sober. Mm-hmm. Um 
and he was just going through, you know, clearly at the age of five, like hearing his mom getting her, his, you know, hands put on her Mm -hmm. and like being able to, if you and I remember and stuff at three, four, like Kendrick remembers this still to this day. And he remembers the sounds and like him, like kind of curling up and like feeling like, what the, like, imagine like, what, like, what do I do? Like, this is my mom. Like you love her. You hear hands getting put on her. You're five. You can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to live with that. He talks about seeing his grandma when she passes, like looking at him on the back of buses and stuff like that, like catching glimpses of her out in public and stuff like that. (laughs) And, you know, going back to slavery and slave masters, you know, raping the women and then making the men, you know, rape each other and making people watch them and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, just these generational sort of curses that go down and you don't know exactly how far the shit goes down and the weird shit Mm. that still goes on in the black community. Like, you don't, you don't know how weird this stuff is. He's talking about every other rapper compromised, you know, covering it with change and tattoos and like you, you see yeah. this stuff taking place in front of you mm-hmm. and if you really want to look at it as Kendrick pushed it towards people's faces it gets crazy mm-hmm. and again like I said I'm into meaning and I'm and I'm into healing and I'm into evolution and I just I don't care to do anything else. like I don't no, I it just that matters to me and I don't other things just don't they just don't matter to me mm-hmm. like if we're not healing I don't really know like what we're doing yeah, what's going to, I, yeah like what are we doing like right. I feel like we should heal right because everyone's got some healing to do for yeah. for whatever reasons for yeah. reasons that they've created or someone else created for them there's healing to be done yeah. and so to just be sitting around like not doing it I mean, it is what it is, and they're the reasons why that's happening or whatever. But for me, I, that's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. Right. And I'm third. I'm about to be 32. If if we don't get bombed in America, if I don't walk out on the street and someone doesn't shoot yeah. me in the head, or yeah. if I stay healthy, I got. I got a lot more to go. It's crazy. To I got think a about. long time to I go. It's crazy to think about. That shit is wild. Who could we be at 50, at That's 60? Wild. That's crazy. It's crazy. For for this amount of years to happen again? Yeah. That and that's what I'm saying. Like for the for it to be where it's at right now, compared to where it was at when we were in high school, that jump, not just us, but like worldwide view, that jump, you multiply that by two. So that's what thirty more years because fifteen. But, high it, but and that's the thing is you can't even use that basic of an equation because the multiplying by two isn't even yeah. It's exponential. It's exponential. Right? Yeah. Like the moment next year could be so much more right a bigger jump than the last five years right. Before. So it's the, like the the momentum is yeah. far too great right. And in some ways, that could be a very bad thing. Right. Because in some ways, people have built up so much momentum going in a certain direction. It's going to be very hard oh, yeah, to yeah, stop yeah. certain things that are happening that are oh, actually right. very destructive. Yeah. yeah. And there are also certain momentums going away in certain groups of people for certain things yeah. and certain ways of thinking that are going to be great. Yeah. So it's not like everything is just getting better. No, it's not. And, but it's also not like everything is getting worse. Yeah. So it's just... Everything it, is heading in the direction that it's going. 
<laughs> yeah, you know that's, the, that's the way to talk about yeah. it. Everything is just heading in the direction it's, it's going. going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Everything you take with just, that as you just, what you want. Exactly. But that means a lot of different things. <laughs> that means a lot of different things. <laughs> that means a lot of different things. Like where, like, like where is sex going? Right. Like where is sexuality headed? I'm told you. I've been, I've been seeing it. It's gonna be a point where people are gonna look at you like, oh, you just straight. Oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you just like and people, one? people like, like people fight that that's where humans are headed. But I know that humans 500 years from now are going to look at us like, dang, they were really like fighting over something. Do you, but so, but, but there's also, you think it'll just like, just keep going that way? Like, because there's only but so far it can go, right? But before you're just, before we're all just having sex with all the animals and like, like there's, there has to be a point oh, where yeah. it stops, right? Like you can't just, so at some point is what you're saying is just everyone will be, Involved with everyone, like I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's some sort of point where again the pendulum swings, right? Where like like it does go to an extreme, but then it's like okay, maybe we let's let's go back a little bit this way. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's weird, and then there will be times where civilizations are ended by a comet or some shit like that, and then we'll certain people have to start over, or maybe we'll all have to start over, or whatever the case is. So we'll lose information. Mm -hmm. You're sort of into that stuff, like lost civilizations. Like we could have lost mad technology, mad knowledge telling you bro that's what i think the pyramids were now at this point i think i think just they were, a, i think they were just like a big ass safe haven like a law uh say you why do you think safe haven though because like most of the structures now if you look they all have like underground chambers and they're built to withstand like they're all still here standing through whatever happened on the planet i think some a long 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 time ago built them jones and then taught the humans to hey go in there at this time well, we'll tell you when to go and hide out wait it out mm. and stay safe in here Mm. All over the world, like that show I've been watching, the Ancient Apocalypse. There, there's so many more like structures that I didn't even know about, and that most people don't know about that they're finding out, especially with like 3D imaging. They like this under, right, underground, right. basically underground cities. Like people what were. What was that? Like the Brazilian rainforest. Yep. Yeah, it yep. was like clearly like a bunch of shit, like a civilization yeah. there where like now it's just rainforest like you could clearly tell where there was yeah like if you looked at it from an air view yeah you like could there's, see there's, that there's, there are, like, there's whole pyramids in the rainforest but they're just covered by the vegeta- vegeta- uh, vegetation vegetation yeah and they can't like get down there and just tear to, like tear it down just to look at those so mm. they, they just have to like use radar and shit but it just seems like these were structures where people went and like survived yeah through catastrophe mm. and that just if you look at like imagine twenty, I don't know, I don't know. Imagine two thousand people packing inside the pyramids during like a crazy ass snowstorm. Yeah, this kind of makes sense. Yeah, everybody get inside. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, if it was like beings that came and touched Earth and gave wisdom to humans, yeah. or if there was just. Like we were just much more intelligent beings with much more intelligent technology. And they, yeah. And they've also like kind of proven through like testing the different layers of the structures that they've been reinforced multiple times, like every couple of thousands of years. So like, it's like they build on top of it again. Mm. So it's like something's like, hey, yo, 
it's almost that time again. Y'all might want to touch up and mm. refurbish that joint a little bit and get y'all asses inside. It's about to go down out here again. Okay, here's an interesting question. As I was thinking about the the peyote cacti, I was yeah. thinking about what sort of father I would be. Mm. Because as I've gone through these shroom experiences, as as I take them, it's not nearly as abrupt as it once was. Right. It seems like I kind of live through that experience on a day-to-day basis minus the immense muscle relaxation that overtakes my body because I just want to like just lay, mm. just melt away. And clearly come some of the sort of visual stuff and the, the hunger that comes. Like there's just certain physiological things that are yeah. different. But as far as the attention paid to things and the sort of the, the the there's definitely also a, like an amplification of love as well, but oh, yeah. but but there's but it's but it's not crazy, like yeah. it makes sense when it happens. I'm like, yeah, this is this is roughly how I feel about things. Yeah, and so I feel like it's kind of just an understanding. So when I go back into these sessions, it's like, yeah, like this make like this feels like how I live my life. Like yeah. this feels like home. Yeah. It's just there's some things that are like kind of funky or weird about it, but like this feels like my regular perspective yeah. in life. And I'm thinking, whilst raising a child, if they were introduced to these understandings growing up, not the drugs, but the, the understandings of like paying attention to other human beings yeah being mindful like when they're when they're speaking wanting to understand them staying engaged with the with the earth around you understanding that the fact that you're here is an incalculable like chance right that you're here that that you you that we cannot take this for granted right it's that what you're yeah. experiencing is the weirdest thing you should be able to fathom. Yeah. Like this like, isn't this isn't just is going on. We in this bitch. We just we're just <laughs> conscious beings floating around a planet right yeah. now. Yeah. Doing things. This is yeah. not this is yeah. not just regular. This is no. not just granted yeah. to us. Right. We are this is this is a special thing that's happening yeah, something here. Something that's happened. We Especially are this day and age, the way we're experiencing it, is the most bizarre experience of living right. that human beings have ever been able to experience. Right. Well, in the way that we see it. In the way that we see it. Yeah. Right? Right. And if you were able to just have these sorts of conversations, this last two hours and 30 minutes, just if you were having these conversations in a household and your little one grew up hearing these conversations, grew up around this literature, grew up around you all speaking to whatever it is your sort of God is in that very deep way. Maybe you all do shrooms, you know, or you, you take peyote or whatever the case is. And you see the way in which it's used, not as a drug to just fucking uh, just to just, to just veg out, you know, like you're trying to connect with something deeper and you, you have this understanding of life. That's a different way of raising 
right. a human. And it would and that's one of the only things that sort of like gives me pause in thinking hmm. should I raise someone? Right. I don't know about bringing someone new because there are a whole lot of people here and they're like uh, mad yeah. babies that I could just like go get <laughs> like that that aren't going to say, say like you can just go to the baby store yeah, yeah, yeah like, like I mean I don't know do you, do you do you that's a funny thing hmm. you purchase babies correct like yeah. you do purchase them yeah I'm, like you do have to pay for them yeah I'm pretty sure you don't just, just go and they just give you yeah. Like a, a background check and like, yeah. yo, you seem good here. Have the baby. Yeah, like I'm you, sure. I'm sure they get some money somehow. They find a way. Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how the adoption yeah. process goes, but I would imagine you would have to purchase yeah. like a baby. I look at it as being a guide. Like you're like a guide. Right. Which yeah. is what all these other people are to these people during the seances, the the, the ceremonies. Yeah, yeah, they are they are gurus. They you're are a, shamans. They are yeah. guides. Yeah. And I was just thinking, wow. How is Mikey going to raise Maven? Right. And I'm just thinking, you know, I, you know, I don't know the conversations that you have. And by the way, keep in mind that this has been something that has interested me for years. And mm. I've just never asked you this question. Right. Is what sort of conversations do you and Danny have? Because I don't know her on a deep level. I don't know what she's into. I don't know what sort of conversations she has. But I but it, I'm certain you all are. I mean, you have your similarities. Oh, yeah, I'm certain yeah, you differ yeah. in huge ways. Yeah. I wonder what that parenting is going to be like. I wonder what she's going to get from her, what she's going to get from you, what she's going to get from being in the household. And like right. how this person is going to grow, really having you as a father. And like, I want yeah. to know like what types of things, if you're planning to try to set things around, if it's more so just like a, like a natural thing, like you're going to be who you are. And right. so naturally, Maven's going to be looking at you. That's a big thing. I know that I'm always conscious of the cameras are on me. Right. 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 So I'm always conscious of being the guide. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I don't know, the guide. A guide is a perfect word for it. Yeah. Like I'm just here to show you. And I, th and I think that's the question is how do you guide? Uh, that's the question. By observing my damn self. Right. Like, like even simple things like when I'm holding her. Like, I'm looking at what she's looking at. And if she's looking at something, I'll, like, zoom her up to that thing mm. so that she can, like, just just observe it. Like, use your senses. Mm. Try to grab it. What right. is that? What does it feel like? What colors are there? Like, little like starting with little things. Mm -hmm. So that, like, we're getting that questioning. So that way, when she can speak, ask questions. Right. Let's think it through. Even if I don't know, let's, let's think, talk. Yeah. Break everything down that you can. Yeah, that's, that's something that, and this is where time goes. You know, I've talked about that fucking movie uh, in time with Justin Timberlake. Yep. I'm really a big fan of that. My dad and I yeah. both. Yeah. That's and a good movie. it is because time is such a luxury. It's the only one. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. reaching out to get that minute. To get that last minute because you are fortunate to have time. Yes. Because maybe you don't feel like, because again, we've heard, you can imagine, I saw a woman on site, oh my God, in DC, just screaming at her little child. It's like, get the yeah, fuck up, let's go. I don't got time for this shit. And that's, and that's real. I don't got time for this shit, little nigga, get up. And this was a little boy screaming in a, in a crowd full of people, screaming at a little boy. What's funny like, get is- Get the fuck up for our, oh, and actually just, wasn't it. It was, what she's it, was, it was get your ass up, you little mother, before I beat your fucking ass out here. In the middle, didn't care. 
was in a crowd full of people, but felt like she didn't have time. It's crazy. You feel like you have time to sit and break things down. Right. Even but when people don't, they're just like, yo, I don't got time to get up. Come on, we gotta go. I don't got time to blank. See, and that's I don't got the time to be blank. See, and that's like the, the key difference is like I see myself as like her like person, like the one that's gonna guide her instead of her being my daughter. Mm. So like, it's not that I don't have the time. My time is now her time. So like- Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So for you to be, yeah, so for you to be trying to like dismiss her time, right? That she clearly, she's trying to use to develop in some sort of way. To just be like, no, go do this other thing. Yeah, like it's weird. She might, Babies don't have any conception of what time it is. Right. So she might wake up at two in the morning, like, like not really crying, but just like awake, kind of like making mm-hmm. noise. Mm-hmm. And instead of me like getting like upset or anything, because like that'd be like a natural human instinct. I'm awake too, and I'm just like interested now and like, oh, okay. Well, what are you trying to figure out? Right. Right. I'll yeah. wake right up. Like, okay. Yeah, that is and the then, that is you being responsible. Right. That's yeah, what this patience. comes down to. A lot of patience. It is patience. I feel but, bad for people who don't have it. Oh. Mm. But to but to and, and this has been my thing with having children. People do that shit on a whim, yeah. and and you know it, there's no thoughts about because there's no like yeah. laws really about having children unless it's just you need to have that unless it's the abortion laws of you need to have that child, yeah. right? But there's no like you can't have it because you're not qualified hey, because you if they was gonna make a law because you put children. zero thought into what yeah. a life is and what bringing a life into this world means it could and what it could potentially mean mean for yeah. other people that a lot of those thoughts are not crossing those people's mind which also go back to inner monologue and the the yeah. lack of external dialogue yeah. right so if you don't have those conversations internally or externally you go on with the programming that you've had and right. you just have children and you're not having these conversations you're not thinking about being a guide and being on their time yes and, tr- and, and trying <laughs> to help crazy. them is like yeah you know what i mean yeah. like you're you're not thinking that way right so you're not really giving that that true attentive nurturing right that I is just, uh, that is necessary i just the other day i was just holding her for probably like 20, 30 minutes because she has her own little Christmas tree and she was just staring at it and like just grabbing like the little bristles of the tree mm-hmm. and like just pulling it either direction and I was just holding her there just like, all right, how, right. however long it takes you to explore this, yeah. explore it, what is it? Yeah, and then, and then there's going to be a time she's done with it. Yeah, she's yeah. done. She look away and I'm like, all right, so now we're looking over here. Right. So I just see myself as like a... Like a like a robot for her to like explore the world, you <laughs> right, know? Right, 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 right. And I'll just be like the little god, guide yeah. her along. Yeah. And, yeah, and and to some degree, that's kind of what you are to her at a point. It's just like I, I kind of need to get around, and I know that you're gonna help me do that. Yeah. And that ought to be what it is. Yeah. Like you're right. I am gonna help you get around and and try to figure stuff out. Yeah. That's what I ought to be yeah. here for. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, there's gonna come a point in time when like. All her decisions are just like are gonna be her own. I can't, yeah. I can't force somebody to live yeah. a certain way. Yeah. So you're just there to kind of help them explore, I, I, help them be exposed. Yeah. 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 Be exposed in in like the most ad- adventurous and full. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. Way. Just promote. Just promoting thinking. Yeah. 
yeah that's yeah promoting thinking and promoting you know, like mm. like immersion of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, immersion of experience. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. All right, where are we at? You got. You should probably get back to Maven. Oh, what time is it? Seven twelve. We've been at this for two hours and forty minutes. That's hey, <laughs> time is time is crazy. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, with like a small bathroom break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Do you have anything else you want to say to people? I am enjoying this book. I was gonna say, like you said, this is a story. Story. She has thought out. I mean, she did write man. the book over the course of a decade. Bro, oh, I didn't even know that. It's at the very beginning. If you oh, read like the forward, yeah, 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 yeah. She usually writes books between like two to oh, three years. Yeah. This was the only book she. It took her like from okay. the time of conception. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't wait for you to finish it because, bro, I'm telling like that's a story, bro. I am enjoying the hell yeah. out this book. She thinks of everything that you would have to think about being someone that lives for 300 years. Yeah. Like you, like there's so many things. Like she was granted this freedom, right? Which is really a curse in a way yep. of just living forever, but no one remembers her once they walk away from yeah. her, or close her door or whatever, lose sight of her. And so she has this freedom but then you're thinking, oh wait, hold There's on. So many. But ways what is need. freedom to a woman in France in the year 1719? Yeah, you can't walk down the street. You can't walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> so what is freedom? For, so now she has to street. try to find ways yeah. of just masquerading as a man, you know, walking down yeah. the street, and then it's, well, how do you how do you get housing? Yeah. If no one remembers you. Remember you. Oh, I, you can't have food. housing. You can't even order food. How do you order food? The way the waiter remembers you that yeah. you ask for food, they walk away. Yeah. They come back. They don't know who you are. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. What are, you didn't ask me for anything. You <laughs> just like the simplest of things in life that people forget like how important memory is. All right. She has thought about and put right. into this book and she tells it in such a Oh yeah, she's great with the words. Oh, oh my she's crazy God, with the words. The descri- man. She's descriptive as hell. I'm like, damn, she's killing it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up her her other stuff after this. Yes. But this book in particular is a really, yeah. really good book, and I'm I'm about halfway through now, so I'm and it, I'm and really it's, intrigued. It's really that way, all the way through. Like I couldn't, I, I thought I could call it, I can't call it. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah. I enjoy it. But uh, yeah, so thank you, thank you for that, and thank Blaze for for like, oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. giving it to you. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's the way it goes. That's the way it should go. Just yeah. just person to person. That's the way I find like most of the the great books. Some but, some of them. Mo- yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. Because then you'll find the book, and then you'll fi- go through the artist, and you'll find like, author, and you'll find the next book. Yeah. It's like a- Tree yeah, sometimes I've read books like nonfiction books that will reference other books, and I'll yep. be like, "Hmm, what that book talking about?" So then I'll go find that book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like with music too. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like yeah, you find with song that's sampled, and you'll go find that uh, same with books. Yeah, when I first when when I was listening to Kanye heavy, like late registration, oh, graduation yeah, yeah, yeah. time. I was like, damn, where are these samples coming from? Because I didn't know all these old soul yeah. songs. So then I would go and I'd look in the credits and find all these old soul samples. And that's when I started finding like Etta James and like all these old yeah. soul jazz singers. I'm like, oh, these joints is dope. Yeah. 
Like this is fire. So yeah, yeah sometimes yeah, that's just the way that it comes to you. But yeah, I, I've enjoyed this. I'm, I'm clearly got a new a new battery in my back. I've been recharged. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to do some different oh, things yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thank you everybody down. for coming to listen. Now, episode one forty eight. Chill. Peace. Peace. Yeah.